Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to the Mana Tank Mass Effect spoiler cast. My name's Matt Eads. Joining me here today, none other than Swagger had to be me. Somebody else might have gotten it wrong, Aguilar. Had to be me. Somebody else might have gotten it wrong. And also joining us, special guest, Mana Tank writer extraordinaire, Mr. George Dennison. Hello. Den- Dennison. Making his podcast, Mana Tank podcast debut. Hello. It's Dennison. Yeah, you got it right first time. George Dennison. George, be more excited. Hello. I'm excited. He's he's coming in. You can't see it, but he's fist pumping. uh, Yeah. Oh, so Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Three. Just gonna jump in like that. Eh? Right weird. like that. You, we're gonna. I, I don't think we need to pad this out. This I don't is. Know, I want to. I just. I'm in podcast mode and I'm. I'm okay. Into the banter that we always what do. But been, this is different. This is different. What have you been playing? No, it's not. Like I know. That. It's. I've been playing Mass Effect Three. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that. Tell me about that. So you got some notes. You got a couple pages. Yeah, I took some notes. Like, if I may. Uh, when we first planned to do this. I wanted to be pretty thorough, so I, uh, I I I jotted down notes, just thoughts, random thoughts about what happened, <clears throat> what like a, as it was happening for me. Um, six pages, double sided. I don't know if it's gonna be Jesus. cohesive or whatever, because this is all as it came. It's like thirty-two hours I played. I don't have any notes. I just like to point out. That's fine. No, I'm unprepared. I, I'd like to read an excerpt, if I may. The Van Dam. Van Dam. I, I shared that, that part with you. That is all. Oh, there's one here that says Raiden. Yeah. So that's good. I'm gonna keep it Metal Gear. Yeah. So um. Oh, you messed up my order. Oh, I'm, didn't number these. I'm sorry. Let's, let's start it off. Matt, what? What? What did? What did everybody think of it? Oh, that was so well, good. In general. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Now, um, George, I'm not familiar with your Mass Effect history, but did you play all three games? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, the second one's probably my favorite game of all time. Wow. So, yeah, and I've played all... I played... Well, I played it from start to finish, first to second once. Then I played it for first to second the second time, and it's the second playthrough that I used for my uh, playthrough for the third game. Oh, I see. So, that that all makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Like you only imported your your second playthrough. What was the yeah. difference between your first and second playthroughs? Well, well, I, I when I first played the first game, I uh, I wasn't really like playing it properly. If you know what I mean, I was just kind of rushing through it. Yeah. And then then the second game game came out, and it was more like I just probably. kind of imported. Yeah, I imported that character. You were probably the first game. playing it for review, Eric's Eric Peterson style. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But then I, I kind of imported the first character as an afterthought. Uh, so then I just sort of decided to go through and play it properly. And also the first time around, I didn't bother to do any of the customization stuff. Um, but then I did it the second time through, and it kind of made it a bit more personal, I guess. I see. Tell me about your shepherd. Um, he's generally kind of paragon. You used he- male shepherd. Male Shepherd, yeah, yeah. Um, so I get to listen to Mark Mears' monotonous tones for Mr. the whole Mark bloody Mere. game. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I don't know if people know, but me and Matt are a big fan of the FemShep. Matt and I. Me and yeah. Matt. Me, me am a big fan of the me, FemShep. Me, personally, I'm a big fan of the FemShep. See, that works. Okay. Uh, just because the delivery, the, the VO delivery, I, we think. I think. I think. Yeah. You think. Yeah, Jen- Jennifer Hale is way better a voice actor. Yeah, and I don't know. I just, I just resonated with, the, with her voice a lot more. For whatever reason, but she's she's in like loads of other video games. She's like um, Metal Gear Fe- Four. Yeah, yeah. She's she was in Eternal Darkness and uh, she was had a bit part in Killer Seven as well, I think. Um, Brutal Legend. But she, yeah. No, she's like the female equivalent of um, North. Let's not let's not go that far. All right? Double N. <laughs> let's not say things we can't take back. Yeah, Why? she's she's pretty prominent out there, and um, I I think Mass Effect's probably her best performance, just because I don't know, I don't know, like my sh- like you just finished. I actually I don't think you even finished telling about us about your Shepherd, so go keep going. Well, my Shepherd, yeah. Like, how yeah. did you play? Like Renegade, Paragon. Yeah, I generally play Paragon, but whenever the um, any of the interrupts come up, I just kind of do them just automatically because I can't resist. So. So I kind of it's pretty even-handed, but it's more Paragon than Renegade. See, see, I'm a pretty nice guy in real life, so I like to I like to sort of carry that through into the digital realm, so to speak. Uh, My Shepherd is a badass. So yeah, much so that she killed Rex. On everyone her says that playing as no. playing as Renegade is supposed to be way more fun, but I can never bring myself to do it. Yeah, I don't. I, I, what the fuck is going on behind us? I I didn't feel like they did a great job in three of. They, it didn't seem like there was a lot of the prompts, like the trigger. Yeah, there weren't there weren't too many, but and it seems like most of the ones I found were renegade. So I don't. I think in context, like a renegade action is most like is most fitting for those 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 prompts though. They yeah. were better. In, they were better implemented this time around because in the second game, like a renegade action, almost always involved firing a gun at someone. Mm-hmm. But this time around, like they were, uh, yeah, it was more kind of fitting to the context, I guess. Yeah, because like it wasn't just like interrupting a guy to like kick him through a window or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like more <laughs> of just interrupting a guy, be like, "Look, I gotta go," or whatever. Just interrupting like some bullshit. Reapers like, are coming. I gotta go. Or like, I think one of the ones was. It was Rex and the the Primark, whoever Rex, it was. Rex is game. dead. I don't know what oh, you're talking yeah. about. I want to talk about that. I don't in know what you're talking here. about. Rex died. But it, like on those on those renegade triggers, it's all. Uh, it was it was two people arguing, and then you'd 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 pull the renegade trigger, and then the shep or your shepherd would like just cut that argument short and be like, "Look, this is how it's going to go." It's not like yeah. super aggressive, like kicking somebody through a window, but. I found that with these triggers, it's 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 in through these games. It was I th- because you had Matt, you had said that there are more renegade than paragon triggers, right? Mm-hmm. It's because just like the the context of what's happening, there's not many things that you can paragon interrupt somebody. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I mean, even just interrupting somebody in itself is kind of renegade. Yeah, it's rude. You're like, stop. I'm gonna do this good thing for you. Check this out. <laughs> Look what I did. Have but some money. There were a few which were kind of stupid. Like there was one at the end I remember where, 
Anderson was talking. Just and be- then just before we get into anything here, if you haven't figured it out, there's going to be some Mass Effect spoilers. Oh, yeah. So maybe save this show until you finish playing Mass Effect. I don't know if you guys noticed the sign when you downloaded the show, but it says spoiler cast. Yeah, yeah you have called it. You have called it a spoiler cast. So if if you're not prepared for spoilers, then One, you're kind of dumb. Just get it out there before all the emails start coming. In like I listened to the Mass Effect cast and it spoiled the experience. Eric, this means you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're telling us about probably don't even remember it. And there was this one weird trigger that, uh, Paragon trigger that I remember. It was Anderson was talking blah 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 And there was, um there was a Paragon trigger. Oh, and the, the hug? And yeah, and like, I like you said, George, I, I just automatically like, being a gamer that I am I'm just always like, popping up, or started pressing the, whatever button pops up on the screen. I guess those quick time events are just ingrained in me. So I Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna say. It's like, it's like, you spend so long in games like, Adhering to the quick time events that you, when you see the little button come up, you just automatically just press it. So yeah, and so I guess I guess you learn what if you play the game for long enough, particularly if you play the, the second game, you learn to kind of take a moment to sort of see it in the context. But yeah. if you haven't, there, there are still moments where it's just like press the trigger. So yeah, but you can't take them back, and that's that's the weird no. thing because like that that paragon trigger popped up, and then my character. My shepherd interrupted Anderson and gave him a hug, which you, is you totally yelled, out of character. You yelled, kiss him, as you pulled the trigger, so... <laughs> it, did, um... either of you go, did either of you go for the gay romance, incidentally? No. My, um, I have a lady shepherd, and I romanced... Oh, I don't even remember now. I want to say Liara. Oh. No, I did remember... uh, Specialist oh. Trainer. Yeah, yeah if you want to go gay romance, then yeah. So I guess I did. I did also... Yeah. Female, female, ah. gay romance. Nice. Racks on racks on racks. <laughs> it. Uh, I just talk. I want to talk about those triggers some more. I think that um, they would do. A, like I think they'd be much more compelling if that. Okay, a renegade trigger pops up, and then you know that if you don't hit the renegade trigger, that you will get a paragon trigger after. Because a lot, like if if you don't hit that renegade trigger, then you just don't get anything after. That so you, that does happen sometimes. Like there was a bit in the second game when you first meet Morden, I think. And he gabbles away, and then there's a there's a there's a renegade trigger to start with to shut him up. But if you don't do it, then there's a paragon trigger to just shut him up in a nice way. I think, as far as I remember. Oh really? I, um, Not yeah. It doesn't always happen like that. But I played my shepherd as a renegade pretty much throughout. Uh, so I, I I'm pretty sure I pressed the renegade on that one. Hmm. The only one I remember from three specifically is when you meet that reporter. That you have previously punched oh, in the two that games. Was crazy. Oh yeah, that, and that then, was brilliant. And then she's you like go to take a swing at her or whatever, and she ducks she it. Dodges she's like, it. I'm not getting hit by that again. So <laughs> then you grab her and headbutt her. That was good. That was really good. And yeah. that that's actually yeah, that was actually pretty genius of Bioware to do because, like, hey, because that turned out to be some sort of meme, didn't it? When that happened, because you did yeah, it in both like one that. and two. Yeah, she just kept getting punched. Yeah. So them do- like having her dodge it in this one was like, oh shit, she dodged it. They should have stepped it. You should have killed her. Should have pulled the gun on her. <laughs> like, double renegade trigger. Hey, she's tap. she's talking about Reaper. She's indoctrinated. I better take care of this really loudly. <laughs> um, yeah. Funny thing, I played my my shepherd pretty ruthless in the first one. Very ruthless, ruthless in the first and second one. But this this game, 
I sort of like softened up. I softened up a lot. And I think it was just because, like, I just, um, I don't really know how to explain it. I, I had it in my mind when I was playing, but. She's getting a little older. Well, like, it's just because the the scope of the game and, like, the scope of what is happening, like, it's finally, this is, like, this is it, right? It's expansive. Yeah, like, the Reaper, we're we're fighting against the Reapers, like, I've done what I can, I've done all I could to stop it, but now I feel like I want to be nice to particularly my crewmates. Yeah, I can see that, because you need everybody to help you. Yeah, fight the Reapers particularly and, my crewmates, gonna... and yeah, when 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 shit happened, like uh, pri- the the Turian Primarch, I had to like, yeah, I kind of want to like, yes, I'm Commander Shepard, and you should be fucking listening to me. But now's the time that you, I'll do what the fuck ever you need me to do for you for me to get your fleet in order. So, like, um. It wasn't a fifty-fifty split with the Renegade and Paragon meter on the on the side there, mm-hmm. but it was like two thirds Renegade and a third Paragon. Yeah, I ended somewhere around seventy thirty. Yeah, yeah, same here. But it was the other way around for me. I think it was probably seventy Paragon, thirty Renegade. I think. But you said, Oliver, you said you didn't have enough Renegade. Whatever you need, you couldn't at the very end. You couldn't get the elusive man to shoot himself. Um, in the face. No, well, when I first went through that conversation, mm-hmm. I chose pretty much everything where it ended off that I ended up shooting them. Okay. But after going back and doing them, doing it a few more times just to see all the endings. Yeah. I managed to paragon him. Okay. Into, into killing, into killing himself. Pulling a Saren, if yeah. you will. Saren. Saren was the coolest character. Yeah, he he was, he was my favorite character. He was a very cool character. <laughs> Tell us about your shepherd. Incid- yeah, incidentally, does does any do we any of us here actually think that the ending was terrible? I I want to go into it in, like in depth in just a little bit, but uh, I yeah, sure, sure. I think it was awesome. Like I got the worst ending, quote unquote, where. I chose to destroy the Reapers, but I wasn't really prepared, so everybody on Earth died. Like, Earth was just wiped clean. And I'm like, yeah, okay, great, sure. That's that's the price of stopping the Reapers. The cycle starts over again. The price of fucking Commander Half-Ass Shepard. Yeah, the cycle <laughs> starts over again, but at least the Reapers aren't going to be here this time. Um, I am of the camp that of that was disappointed in it. I'm not completely offended by it, but like everybody else, but I'm, I'm of the mind where I'm like, ah, oh, well, I I want some more. I need some more. Yeah. I'm not gonna demand some more. You want to donate? I'm gonna yeah. start, start a Kickstarter don't up here a Kickstarter. for uh, <laughs> get Mass Effect ending. Don't start a Kickstarter. You guys can yes. find me Kickstarter.com/slash Mass Effect sucks. Send Bioware some more cupcakes. I'm sure they'll. they'll I just heard there. about that. What was that all about? That was about a month ago, I think. They they all send a bunch of they send a, them a bunch of cupcakes, and the idea who's, was that because just some random idiots who all, but yeah, the you know you know there was that whole group take back Mass Effect or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was started on Facebook or something, and I think it was it was either them or some other people, and they sent actually sent like a bunch of cupcakes to the Bioware offices. Um, 
And the idea was that, because you know the endings are color-coded. Yeah. Like it was red, uh, green, and yellow, I think. Red, green, blue. Red, green, and blue. Red, green, and blue. Close enough. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, yeah. But then they they, they send them a bunch of cupcakes with, like, red, uh, green, and blue icing. Um, but then they all tasted the same. They all have the same vanilla flavor, was what they said. Oh, that is yeah. sort of clever, compelling, I guess. That's yeah. kind did of they clever. so? Did the like? Did they eat them at Bioware? Yeah, yeah. Probably. They probably just they probably just thought, oh, hey, great, here's a nice snack for us. And just carried Stand on as they the were. QA team. Like, yeah, these cupcakes just came in from overseas. Well, uh, here, you guys try these. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I see. I see them coming in on like, hey, Casey, you got a delivery. All right, just um, put it I, with the trophies. I need to find a I need to find a table to place these on. Or no, he he receives them. It's like okay, well my let's desk find, is closed. Find somewhere to put these. Yeah, so he's wandering around the office, whatever, poking his heads into different like different cubicles or whatever, and he finally finds a table, opens up the packages. Oh, they're cupcakes. Hmm. Yeah, QA team. Somebody call up the QA team. Yeah. Let's get them to try oh, these. Oh, somebody just brought cupcakes into into my office. We would all just take in a cupcake. Like, exactly. Great. Cupcakes, yeah. sure. Yeah. How come mine's red and his is green? No, I don't know. It's cupcakes. <laughs> Can't even yeah. taste them because this guy's lunch smells like shit. And then, yeah, I guess I, I, I just still picture, like, they try them, like, oh, mine's mine's nice and vanilla-y. Like, oh, mine's nice and vanilla-y, yeah. too. And then Casey has him just face palms. He's like, "Ah, oh, what have we done? Yeah, it was terrible. We gotta get Ray on the phone. We're make the DLCs coming out for this. Yeah. This is, I'm putting I'm putting an end to this. We're back into crunch. <laughs> he pulled the big handle and like the alarm started going off through the building. Crunch alarms. I don't know if you know George, but we've both met Casey Hudson. Oh, you've actually met him. Yeah. Is he a nice guy? He's kind of weird. You should listen to our podcast sometimes. Yeah. All right, still antisocial. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what happened? We on separate occasions we both got him to sign big lithographs, like uh, big like art art posters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and then basically take the story that he just told and replace package with posters, and that's yeah, that's exactly that's what how it went down. <laughs> oh, nice. Cool guy though. Big Krogan bodyguards. Yeah, very and seven armor. Very intimidating to get past. Yeah. yeah. Smell. Made me call him Shepherd. Okay, uh, Casey, call me Shepherd. Okay, Commander Shepherd. Hey, Shepherd, call me Commander Shepherd. <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, but I mean, just Mass Effect Three in comparison to uh, the other two games. I mean, I feel like I, I don't. I like the scope is bigger. Yeah, I, I feel like okay, the whole galaxy is at stake. But I feel like a lot of the story beats too are are a lot more. You know, it's not just in the in uh, what was it uh, one? You know, you're like going around and you're like, oh, Saren's here, so we got to go here and stop what he's doing. And in two, it's kind of like, oh, the collectors are here, so we got to go here and stop what they're doing. But in this one, it's like. You're kind of doing stuff independent of the Reapers that just affects the galaxy, like all these big key events that have you, you've heard about, like curing the Genophage, for example, or or putting an end to the Geth Quarian War, mm-hmm. and just all yeah, this. How, how did you guys resolve the Geth Quarian War? Because I wiped out the Quarians and felt like a bit of a tosser afterwards, but 
Yeah, I did that and felt like a bit of a tosser afterwards. <laughs> I also <laughs> tossed that one. And then Tally <laughs> killed herself. But yeah, that one came yeah. right, right out of the blue, though. I thought, like, okay, well, let's let the Geth live. These two can sort of, like, work like work their things out, right? But then, like, Tally couldn't live with it, right? No, I, don't know. I don't know if I should have been pissed off about that, because she does... You are given, like, a second chance halfway through to stop the download or whatever it is but then it is like she's like oh no don't do it and then like a second later she just throws herself off a cliff yeah that and, and they put a paragon trigger in there to presumably catch her yeah but you hit it yeah, it does yeah. nothing and yeah she still dies it was like that the, was so upsetting i mean usually you can kind of push those options like you got to go a couple par- renegade choices or whatever and then they sort of hit it up. Hey, you keep doing this, and I'm going to kill myself. And then so you're like, okay, I'm going to stop doing this. But with this one, it was one choice. Yeah. And she just threw herself off the cliff. I was stunned. I, I was, was fucking just absolutely stunned. I thought that I had missed the trigger. So did I. So I was going to go back yeah. and redo it and hit the trigger. I have a note on this, actually. I'd like to take a moment to read from the Oliver Diaries. Yeah. Uh, keep going. I'll find it. Um, do you do you ever actually get to see? You don't get to see Tally's face, do you? This might be a you do, yeah. You, you, you do, do, but it was oh, a big point oh. of controversy because they used uh, like a stock photo. stock photo, yeah, and they just kind of altered it a bit. Uh, but I mean, I should have, I should have looked that beforehand, really. Unless you, it wasn't, it wasn't like in game though, right? It was just like a picture on Shepard's desk. Was it? Oh, is that is that what it was? Oh, yeah, because oh, it wasn't okay. actually like an in-game like view of Liara's face or sorry, Tally Tally's face. I think it was just a photo on his desk, and that's where the stock photo oh, okay. is. But I mean, unless you're like someone who regularly peruses stock photos or looks on the internet and gets outraged about shit, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't see the beef. Let's... I read this story and I'm like, that is so nitpicky. I hate fucking just fanatics. It was a good-looking picture. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. As a man who hasn't browsed through the stock photo album in a couple years, thought it was okay. Anyways, yeah, that um, <coughs> that Geth choice. I should we like jump to this or should we just go through? Let's maybe let's let's start just kind of going through it, sort of in order, maybe yeah, just sure. to, just sort of keeping track. So, um, what uh, it it opens up? You're on Earth, um. Commander Shepard is on shore leave or, or something, or it's like... I didn't play Arrival, so what what happened there that bridges the gap between 2 and 3? Um, George, are you familiar with Arrival from Mass Effect Yeah, 2? Yeah, it wasn't very good. I thought it was good. No, Tell compared me. to the, all the other DLC, all the other DLC was really good, but Arrival was... That's the thing where the, he blows up the Batarian base, right? Yeah, well, the story is like... Um, they sort of get this early warning that the Reapers are going to arrive through this one relay. Okay. And this relay is in very close um, proximity to this Bata- this Batarian colony. Apparently, all the Batarians are Batarian planet, maybe. Mm-hmm. But what okay. the choice the the final choice in it is? I don't even know if there is a choice or if it just sort of funnels you through. But I don't think you, you don't get a choice at the end. I don't think. Yeah, so I think the ultimate, um, the, the, the kicker of that um, DLC is that you have to destroy this relay, Mass Effect relay, to stop the Reapers from, like, coming through. Okay. 
postpone the invasion a little yeah, bit? Yeah, postpone, right. So, um, you end up destroying it, I guess, if uh, if we're right, or then I think it's it's inevitable mm-hmm. that it happens. So you destroy all the Batarians, which is why there are barely any Batarians in 3. Did you, did you realize that? Hmm, no, Terrans I didn't are really... the ones with the success. Yeah, yeah. I thought I saw... There's, there's a, a few. There's a couple. There's a few. Yeah. There's a couple of them that are, like, sick and dying. Hmm. But all the... What? Why? All the other races are, like, spread out all over the place. Why? I don't know. It's like, we got a Batarian meeting. Everybody yeah. get back here. We're going to discuss... Whatever the fuck Batarian fashion tips. <laughs> Isn't the idea that the Batarians don't have any friends, though? They're yeah. All they're... Kind of, they're not very nice, so... But yeah, it, it's funny that they were all at that one place, or a big majority of them were all at that one place. And so Shepard ends up destroying uh, that mass relay, which in turn destroys that planet. Mm-hmm. And I know before the the plot got leaked, before the game was released, mm-hmm. the plan was to have Shepard on trial, and that's why she was at she was on Earth. I think that may have got changed because of the leak. They showed us, Cause, I guess. Because <laughs> they didn't really actually mention that in the final game. I guess she was just on... But she was she was in shit for it, right? Right, yeah. Right? So um, so it starts off on Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see a kid. Well, Anderson Anderson's like, okay, well... So we're back in Mass Effect 3 now, right? Yeah, we're back in Mass Effect. Okay. Isn't there some kind of Reaper like artifact or something in Arrival? I read something about... Shepard comes into contact with some kind of... I don't remember kind of you, George. No, no I, all I remember from Arrival was that it was just a whole bunch of quite repetitive action sequences and not much else. Yeah, it was like, it was like, a, it was like a wave-based yeah. thing, right? That's, that was another thing I didn't really like about a third game. I guess if I had to, like... Okay, there are probably like two or three things that I didn't like about the third game, which otherwise was really good, but I guess one of them would be it does sometimes kind of descend into that repetitive wave-based combat. And it's yeah. just like, some, sometimes you'll be just like fighting off like a wave and then another one will come along and it's just, it just kind of feels like it's there to pad out the game, so. Did you play it on normal? Well, what difficulty did you play it on? Uh, I think, I, yeah, I played it on normal. Well, yeah. That ain't Ooh, shit is it... then. It was what? hard on Insanity. Yeah, but it's still repetitive though, surely. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you complaining about it. It is. Don't call me surely. Uh, so you start off on Earth, you're grounded or whatever, and uh, for some reason everyone's still like, no, the Reapers aren't coming. That's that's that crazy Shepherd guy. Yeah. just talking crazy. Shepherd, you and your high, tall tales. Yeah. And then the Reapers show up at Earth, and everyone's like, oh my goodness, Shepherd's not crazy. That sort of happens like right away, because... They're they're on their way to see the human council or whoever they are, and yeah. then they talk about losing contact with the moon. Yeah, that's right when they're. Yeah. Well, I like how they say that, that part specifically. Where they're like, we just lost contact with Luna base, or yeah. lunar base, lunar or whatever base. it is. And then <clears throat> I like like it just seems like Anderson's like the moon, and you're like, no shit, Anderson, come on. <laughs> Like he just spells it out. I don't know. I that part just stood out with me for some reason. <laughs> like, Fuck! Come on, Anderson. I I fought a VI there. I've been there. Unbelievable. Um. So yeah. Then like yeah. That is like 
they touch down on Earth at that point. Yeah, like all over. They're like, we got this video footage from London or, or wherever, mm-hmm. and it shows the... Apparently, video technology in the future is not so good. No, it's like staticky. low def. And yeah. It never is. It, it's always rubbish in the future, apparently. Offer time. I guess, yeah, I guess... Let's they're... go back to YouTube here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we got this footage in from London. Okay, just give us a sec. It's got a buffer. Just hang <laughs> and the renegade option there is to... Do... Turn it down to 360p, stupid. It'll buffer faster. <laughs> <laughs> So that's going down, and then, uh, yeah, they, they touch down, and they basically proceed to wreck havoc and, and blow everything up, and uh, you fight your way out. Cool. It was a really cool intro sequence, and yeah. it, it had a lot of those, like, sort of, like, um, scripted moments, much like Uncharted has, where, like, the the building collapses, and Shepard goes tumbling down. Yeah. That they, was cool. They're okay. I... I don't feel like the engine really lends itself for that kind of stuff very no. well because you can see a lot. No, you're like, okay, looking at the building, you're like, oh, I can see the seam where it's gonna break, and yeah. then sure enough, yeah. There's a visually, this game isn't the best. Well, oh Christ, the faces! That's... Did you guys did you guys get bothered by the faces? No, um... so I, I I got used to it pretty quickly, but then there is that kind of adjustment period where I don't know. I've probably been spoiled by like La Noire and stuff like that, but. Just like seeing all the human faces have all that weird waxy Botox look. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think Anderson looks okay. I think yeah, the colored people look okay in that engine. <laughs> Take from that what you will. Yeah, the, the human oh, models are really aren't good. Really aren't good. Just like Miranda. Miranda's good. Her face. There's something no, fundamentally wrong with her face. How Miranda looks. The aliens look great. The aliens because look very good. They took real aliens and modeled them, put the ball, the, the but, I mean, motion trackers. It's all under, it's all under, um, <clears throat> in the Unreal Engine. Yeah, but it's, like, I, I feel like they're still using the iteration that they used in Mass Effect 1. Like, yeah, they tweaked a couple things, and it looks a little bit better, but basically that game looks like Mass Effect 1. Yeah. To, to a T, almost. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, the... a, it's a bit better than, than well, I'd, I'd say it's an improvement on Mass Effect 1, but... Just in terms of the character modeling, it's pretty much the same. Definitely. I mean, I feel like they did a lot of stuff better with a lot of that pre-rendered stuff. Looks really good. Like, a lot of the space battles. And all the cutscenes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like the pre-rendered yeah. stuff. I think that stuff looks real sharp. But then as soon as you do... Like, when they have back-to-back, like, they have the pre-rendered cutscene, and then it kind of goes into a real-time cutscene. Yeah. It just looks awful. Yeah, it's jarring. Yeah. And they have, like, the weird grainy film effect on the pre-rendered ones that, that just cuts off. It's... Bioware can't really figure it's that weird. out, eh? It is. It's time for a new engine. <laughs> I remember how that happened while I was queuing Dragon Age. And I'm like, is this really how we're going to ship it? Yeah, all those pre-rendered ones are, are super grainy, too. Yeah. So. But that's how we shipped it. Weird. Um, so as you're fighting your way off Earth, there's there's a kid that you could kind of see. Uh, he's like in a vent. Oh, yeah. You're like, you're like, hey, come with me. And then he's kind of like, ah... Oh, you can't save me or well, something. Well, it literally opens up with that kid, right? He's flying the little Normandy toy. Yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. There's a big... I, I bring it up, and we'll talk about it again when we kind of get to the end of the game, but there's a... Like, that kid... There's something with that kid. That kid plays a pretty crucial part so. in some way. Yeah, because... Well, he's in the he's in the vent, and then he's talking to you, to Shepard, and Shepard's like, hey, come with me, we'll get out of here. And then Anderson's like, Shepard, what are you... Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? What are you doing? And, like, Anderson's like, 
a couple feet away. He didn't hear this kid talking, he didn't see this kid. And then Shepard looks back and the kid is mysteriously gone. Because that's what little frightened children do. As soon as you turn away, they scurry off into the vents and infrastructure of a building. <laughs> and then, um, what is it? He shows up at again, like just as you're leaving Earth, he's climbing onto a shuttle. Right? And then... He's, like, scrabbling to get onto this shuttle that's that's kind of too tall for him. And there's, like, 20 guards around him and, like, a bunch of people in the shuttle. And everyone's just, like, stone-faced is ignoring him. Like, not helping this kid into the shuttle. So you're are you implying that you think that he's just something that Shepard sees and will be... Yeah, I think he is not a figment of Shepard's imagination. But I think he is, like, supposed to represent a piece of Shepard's mind. It's a new feature that Shepard's working on for the Mad Tank. Shepard's mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I th- yeah, I think he's supposed to represent... Because then he shows up again at the end of the game as kind of this... He, like, presents you with the final choices. as a, He's like this weird space ghost. And Okay, well, let's, so let's just it's, I, I lay it out. And, like, a lot of people think it's whole indoctrination scheme, right? Yeah. And I have actually just... Thinking about it and you explaining it to me, I have sort of subscribed to that. There's a and lot so, of like really compelling evidence. It's really subtle. So knowing, yeah, knowing that and sort of relating that to the kid at the beginning, I could see that happening. Like, yeah, it's it's the way that I had read it and saw it explained was that he is supposed to be like the Reapers are indoctrinating you to make you. They want to like break your your will basically, and so you see this kid die. Like you can't help this kid. How are you going to save anybody? Because you can't even save this one kid on Earth. Hmm. And then that, so I think that is supposed to be what that kid is, basically. Uh, the more uh, I hear maybe. about this whole indoctrination idea, the more I hope that this is like Casey's husband's like overarching Grand like vision. Yeah, because this would be absolutely brilliant. It's and it it. Like, I keep saying we'll get into it later, and we will, but when, like, not only is Shepard kind of indoctrinated, but, like, you as the player have kind of been indoctrinated, especially all those people who who are up in arms about this ending, it's kind of like, okay, Shepard is indoctrinated, and, like, you kind of are too, because you're totally cheesed off about this ending that really... Maybe isn't... You know, it's not how it is. Uh, it breaks it see, down the thing a bit. That, the, the thing that pisses me off about that a bit is that if that's going to go down the whole, oh, the, you, you're the player and you haven't got any control route, it's like, didn't Bioshock already do that quite a number of years ago? It's like, yeah. And then if, if games keep doing that, it's just going to be like, oh, hey, you've got no control. There's, I'd rather just you, they'd start... Like, you can do that once or twice. And but it's in... like, oh, you go, oh, he's really clever. But then if games keep doing that, it's just going to get really irritating. And it's just be like, oh, to make a game where I do have some more choice. But the thing they're doing with Mass Effect is more... It's not that you aren't in control. It's sort of that it's you fighting the indoctrination. Whereas... And I don't... It's, it's such a well-established theme in the universe that it just seems weird that Shepard has never really been affected by... The, like, he's been around Reapers... Like he's been yeah. in Reapers, he knows Reapers, All he makes Reapers, Reapers. he is Reapers, and he hasn't <laughs> been affected by these Reapers at all, so, I mean, I, th- I think it totally makes sense, I don't know, I didn't even draw the Bioshock comparison at all, because, I mean, in, in Bioshock, it's more the idea of you aren't in control, but in Mass Effect, it's more the idea of 
you have to fight to stay in control. Well, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's. I'm having a hard time, like, sort of filing this in my. Not I know, filing, but like sorting it out because <laughs> it, it it's it's per, like if this is Casey Hudson's idea, if this is Bioware's idea, like if this is actually what it is, it's like so mind-bendingly like. It is like the greatest brilliant piece yeah. of writing that has. But I mean, part of me thinks that it's just kind of an, a, a series of accidents that sort of made it look like this. And now they're gonna be like, "Yep, that's yeah." That's, and that's it. That's sort of the shitty thing. If like, if if fucking Casey Hudson is like reading on the forums, like, "Holy shit, that is oh, that's a good idea!" Oh my god, <laughs> Greg! Yeah, Ray, look at this. Come read this. So it's um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't even. I don't. Yeah, if it's, this is just like, it's if hard this to is comprehend. just like the internet sort of piecing this together in some sort of like weird fanfic. And, like, yeah, and Bioware tries to pass this off as, like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. It's kind of going to fall empty, but... We have no real way of knowing, though. I know, so and that's th- the shitty thing. Like, Unless, like I want a picture of... Who wrote this? Who writes Mass Effect? I don't know. Gainer? Dave Gator? No. Ga- Gator? No, he's Dragon Age. Whatever. I want a picture of the writer oh. with, like, a newspaper from however long ago... Mass Effect With one. someone beside him... Verifying his identity, passport open. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It would. It would be. It would be brilliant. Yeah, I if think they so. could just come out and say, "Yeah, this is this is totally." Because yeah, like all the pieces fit together, right? Shepard's been around. Shepard's did that Prothean thing in in one, mm-hmm. right? Fought Saren, who was indoctrinated, and depending on how that turned out, like. Uh, he had he you either killed him or he had the will to fight the indoctrination kill himself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he from from the get go it was Commander Shepard that was that's been in constant contact with these Reapers. So how hasn't indoctrination affected him? Her? Yeah, and uh, oh, I had a, I forget now. Oh, what what, what I was going to say, sort of about the um, like me, I, I part of me thinks that if they did. Re- make this, um, you know, this is the indoctrination theory or whatever, and, and Bioware, yeah, they wanted this from the get-go, that they sort of knew that this was going to be super, super controversial, because, I, like, look at the amount of, like, press that it's generated. I mean, just, it's not as good, you know, infamy isn't maybe the most desired form yeah. of notice, but, I mean, you still, so many people are talking about Mass Effect and just outraged or not about this ending. It's just a huge flame war. So, I mean, it could just be brilliant marketing as well. Could be. Which is kind of shitty of them, but... Whatever. Do what you gotta do. Um, so, yeah, then after... After Earth gets uh, invaded, then you sort of, like, just break off and realize, like, you have to you have to do something. Yeah, they... Well, you have, like, a conversation with Hackett or whatever, right? And he basically... Lays it down like we need the the Krogan and the whatever, or we have no chance. You're like, okay, I'm gonna go get those guys. You stay here, Hackett. <laughs> you hold the fort while I go get these guys. I'll go get them. And then um, I'm I'm looking at the key missions. I don't know if these are in order. What is the first? Do you go to to the, do you do, do, do you do the cure for the genophage? Is that the first main? I did the Turians. It says right there you can either go um, 
uh, I remember it was both Turians and Krogans are the first races you sort of encounter and have to sort of sort out. Right, yeah. I did the Turians first where you have to rescue a Primarch or whatever who's fighting on the, their homeland. The Palvin. Palvin, yeah. The moon or whatever? Yeah. You're on the moon. Yeah, because he's fighting his forces, but <clears throat> in order to unite the Krogan... Or in order to get Turian and Krogan, you need to get. Fuck! How does that go? You need to like you need to get the leaders, right? Yeah. And so you go and get the. You got to go get the Primarch, and then. How does that go? Cause he doesn't want to come and help you. No, because he feels like he should be fighting, but then you sort of, you sort of convince him like you're 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 needed elsewhere or whatever. Yeah. But then he, he won't call the fleet no, okay. until you get the Krogan to come and, and help him. So with that mission, if, if, if Garrus dies in your suicide mission in the second game, who replaces him? I don't or think do Garrus you... can die. I think Garrus can is... Can he not? No, I thought Garrus was where if Garrus dies, you fail. I thought if Garrus dies, Shepard I thought, dies. I thought, I thought they could... Uh, okay. 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 All of them can die. Well, Not all was, of them can die. Wasn't there was a there's something in this game with Garrus that I'm trying to think of that was like it was key in this game. Yeah. Well, maybe in this game, but he um, George is uh, asking if if so and so dies from the first game, who replaces him in this game, right? Because you get that you get that with yeah, because you get that with other characters. If they die in the suicide mission, then they get replaced by another character. But yeah, just some jobber character and yeah, yeah. Um, this is one of uh, one of Eads's, um decisions from the first game was to kill Rex. Fuck that guy. He's an ass. He's an asshole. I, I can't believe you decided to do that. Rex was one of the best characters. Rex is the best character. They changed him. He's different now. He's not. He's he is not different Rex. in this one. But I'll talk about that more. But anyways, <laughs> so who who I guess um, the person who replaces him was his brother or whatever, right? Rex. Yeah. Well, no, it was it was just another. Krogan in the story, it's his brother. I don't think so because they were vying for. I don't know if it was his supremacy, but yeah, I don't know if they were brothers, but yeah, he was. He was the other, like him and Rex were always at each other's throats. Yeah, is it Reeve? Reeve, yeah, right. He's kind of a douchebag. He was good though. He was like so far, like on one end of the spectrum. He's like, you should help me, and you should betray these guys at the same time, and then I'm gonna betray you. And he just like lays it all out, and you're just like. I don't know how to feel about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, in a, to answer your question, George, I think they just sort of uh, put some, like, some jobber guy in its in, in their place. Yeah. But, like, I couldn't imagine this game where somebody replaces Rex or Garrus or even Morden. Yeah, what happens if Morden dies? Yeah, that'd be crazy. Because that, like, that whole mission is impactful, was impactful for me because I I really like Morden. Well, also because of that one line, right? It had to be me, or else somebody else would have gone somebody it wrong. Somebody else might have got it wrong. Like, yeah. how is yeah. how is that how is that jobber character going to fill that out? Well, they, I yeah. when in my in the second game, my playthrough, three of my characters died, and they were uh, Samara, Jack, and Grunt. Okay. And I know, and I know that I, I could. It was really obvious the mission where Samara was supposed to be, yeah. where um, you have to kill that. What, uh, I can't remember what the name for the thing is. Where, they, where, they, where you first see them turning into the Banshees. Yeah, you, you gotta uh, go and find... Is it still Samara's two daughters? Yeah. 
I forget what they're oh, called. Oh yeah, it's but it's, the oh, it's her, sex it's vampires. Her yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> For lack of a better word. Okay, yeah. yeah. So let's. I I made it through two with all of my characters intact, so I wouldn't know. But yeah, it's interesting how you guys have. I didn't have Legion either. How you guys have characters that have died through there. So how did that work out? The Legion it's, replacement was literally. A Geth that had the same model as Legion, and you're like, hey, Legion! And they're like, we're not Legion, we're a different Geth in Legion's body. And you're like, okay, and that was the end of it. <laughs> that sort of thing. And then all the lines, the, the lines are, you still call him Legion, though. It's it, it's like you're talking to Legion, that but then sort he of says, thing because... I'm not Legion, every time. And you're like, you just ignore him. You're like, no, he's... <laughs> Shepard, no, I know that you're Legion. You're wearing my old armor. <laughs> yeah, you got that spike thing on you, you're clearly Legion. How did it work with Samara and her stunt double there, George? It's not, it's not, like, I don't know what it's like with the other characters, but you can kind of tell that it's not as poignant. I think to get the full experience, you have to go through and at least try and save everyone. Because otherwise it's a bit, it's a bit phoned in. Yeah, that's, that's... Reeve was, Reeve was pretty good, though. Reeve was, like, he, I don't know what it would be like with Rex, but there was one, because it's him... And the Salarian matriarch or whatever is is kind. They're kind of ones like you should cure the genophage, and ones like you shouldn't cure the genophage. And then they both like Reeve just lays it out. He's like, if you don't cure the genophage, not only am I not going to help you, but we're going to like declare war on Earth, and because we're going to die anyway, so we're just going to take down everybody we can. And so that was kind of that. I'm like, okay, I should probably cure the genophage. But then at the same time, you're like, well, I'm going to cure the genophage, and then I got this, like, crazy guy in charge of the most powerful force in the galaxy. Yeah. So. I, guess, I guess it depends, but, like, with the Samara mission example, it was just really odd because they, they have this really sort of dramatic music and all of this, like, really emotional stuff going on. But it's with a character who uh, I think you've only just met, like, known for about ten minutes. So it's yeah. just, it feels off. Who was, in, in story-wise, who was that character? It was. I think it actually was Samara's daughter. I could be wrong about that. I'm not. I'm. Yeah. I wonder, what she happens? has the two daughters on that that little like island getaway, the sorry getaway or whatever, right? The cloister, or whatever. But I wonder what happens if you chose. Was there Morinth? Is that in two where you pick? Yeah, if you you're renegade pick... enough, you can pick Morinth, and then she is like, "I'm going undercover as my mom." Yeah, and just has the same voice actor and the same lines, anyways. So I wonder if that would have. Yeah, damn oh, it! God. The, like the scope of these games is like crazy when you like lay it out. Yeah, there's there's a lot of dumb callbacks to the first couple games in this one that I just roll my eyes at. But there's also a lot of yeah, like a lot of things where it's like, okay, if you did these things exactly right in one and two, you get this different situation. Yeah, but I. I... I I don't know how it would have played out. How did you? How did it go for Grunt? I don't know. I can't. I couldn't tell where his mission was supposed to be, and it was the same with Jack. I couldn't tell what her okay. without her in the team. I couldn't. All right, with tell Grunt. Where. After you. After um. Is Rex? Rex, or I guess Reeve for you, Matt. Was yeah, um, he 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 sent he sent out a team to investigate the rack uh, some weird Rachnar presence. Yeah. Oh yeah. And oh, okay. um and then you you find out that that team is led by Grunt. Do you guys remember who's right. in right? Yeah, yeah. His yeah. place there. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it was just another Krogan, I think. So, so I mean, at the end of that mission, there's a part where uh, you're like trying to make it to the shuttle, and there's too many Rachni. Yeah. So Grunt's like, "I'm gonna stay yeah. behind." Yeah, it's exactly the same thing with the uh, the Samara or Morinth. Well, I can't remember the names now. But, See, that sort um, of sucks because that that Grunt moment there was fucking awesome. That was after then, I had already lost two squad, like two previous encounters. Like everyone just kept dying, and I sort of thought it was going to fall into this pattern of meet them, they die. Meet them, yeah. they die. Meet them, they die. Yeah, but then he yeah. he comes back after like covered in blood. Yeah. So good. Like, yeah. And I couldn't imagine that part with just some fill in character. Which but then is that's why, why yeah, that's why it feels so odd. That's, it's just like that's... it's some character that you've known for about fifteen minutes and then it's the, you've got all this dramatic music and all these like Yeah, it's it's supposed to be really an emotional moment, but it just yeah. feels really off really off if it's not a character you've known from the previous game. That's too bad. Yeah. I think I think I, I know like a big thing of that second game was like it's a suicide mission. You're not expected to come back, and having these characters die is kind of pretty impactful because you spent this whole game like sort of getting to know them, sort of helping them out. Yeah. And like at the end, you're like, oh shit. Well, I liked when they died though. Like I'm like, this sucks, but it sucks because I am so involved in Shepard. Yeah, and yeah, that was impactful in two, but then like coming into three, then you get these like weird hollow moments, like you're describing, uh, George. Like, I think it's worth it's it's worth it though because then it's it, it means more if you've got that character from the second game knowing that it would be like a replacement character otherwise so I think I think yeah. it's worth it's worth the payoff yeah it's, it's just it's just kind of a shame if it's a character who's died and then it's yeah. just like a fitting character but, and that's, but I that's... guess yeah I guess that's just a price you have to pay because it's worth it to have it being more poignant yeah can they just Lazarus uh, project those guys yeah. Oh, Grunt! How did you uh, you died? Lazarus, Lazarus Project. Yeah, that's what they should have just done. Cerberus, Lazarus, me. (laughs) I work for Cerberus now. (laughs) They got me the Normandy Three. It's pretty rad, Shepard. Shepard. Um. So yeah. Um. I remember I first played two on Xbox, and a couple of my couple of my uh, team members died. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I still I still know how that feels. Like 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 you said, it's like these guys gave their life so that I could live, which is awesome of them, and I have that connection. But when I played through on PlayStation, I I did it for the trophy, so all my characters lived, <laughs> and so carrying <laughs> them into three is um I had I had all these moments which were awesome, having all these characters uh. Just calling back and like seeing these seeing these guys again. I thought Jacob's callback was dumb. Yeah, that was really stupid. Because it, it's like, it, <clears throat> excuse me, it goes on for about it's a bit. And the, the weird thing about Jacob's mission is there's it's supposed to be in some sort of lab or something that's falling apart and being like basically bombed or whatever. Yeah. But he's still got time to hang around and just have a casual conversation, and. You kind of feel. I always feel compelled to go through all the conversation options just to mm-hmm. sort of get the most out of it. But then you're kind of sitting there, just having this casual conversation Cerberus while is attacking. Yeah, yeah everything's it's just the like whole, it's still the whole. It's like the whole you. Batman Arkham City thing where time sensitive events can't be time sensitive. Yeah. In every case, because otherwise you, you, you got to rush, 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 right? But I um, I noticed that, but also. 
he sends you a message on your on your email system there, and he's like, "Hey, sorry we didn't get to talk much, but I'll be at the hospital in Citadel if you want to be talk." Be at the Gurns back. <laughs> and um, so I, I guess that's sort of a way of just playing it off. Yeah, catch up on the Citadel, uh, like when things when the heat dies down. I really like that. I like that you could just sort of go to the Citadel, and then your characters would just be hanging around. You can I just s- have have more relaxed conversations there i sort of hated the citadel really i didn't like how i fucking hated it like i dreaded having to go back to the citadel yeah because i'd be put on these whole fetch missions and like hey go to this this level or go to this area and look for this console so we can hack into this thing Hmm. so that i can meet zaid I didn't need Zaid because he didn't have the terminals. I liked—I don't know—I like doing the little Citadel dates. They were all right. The one—I like the one with Garrus, where you're sitting on the top of that bridge. That was absolutely. And, oh, that was awesome. That was an awesome. That was moment. like a heartfelt moment. One of my favorite moments in this game, where he—you have—you're uh, like throwing bottles, or you guys are like shooting shooting skeets, basically. Skeet, skeet, skeet. And um, you have an option to miss. You you can miss if you want. Like you can you choose to miss or yeah. you can choose to hit. And I chose to miss. Yeah, you were explaining this to me. And um, George, did you miss it or did you did you choose to no, hit? Do you remember? I I, I chose to hit. Ooh, so did I. I how... When you miss, though, he you miss, and then he uh, like he he holds the gun above his head, and he's like, "Yeah, like I'm Garrett's Vicarian, and this is my favorite spot on the Citadel." And he like just goes funny. on. And... I should YouTube that because I'd love to see that. I'm having this gun bronzed. It was great. It was a good moment. Um. Really, it really made me remember how much I like Garrus. See that yeah, he's moment. Def- Go he's ahead, definitely George. one of the best characters. Yeah, he's, yeah, Garrus, and I actually really like Legion as a character, so they're probably my favorites. But that moment with that, that little conversation with uh, Garrus, little picnic, was very it was awesome to me just because he was there from the very beginning. He was like one of the very first guys you pick up. Yeah, because he's in like CSEC or whatever. And you start off on the Citadel in one, and he's one of your very first like teammates. He was like my go-to dude too. So yeah, and I used him yeah. pretty much on everything. But yeah, that that moment was like pretty awesome. Like one of my absolute favorite moments. I'm trying to get it. So trying to just get us back on track, kind of in the order of things. Uh, so, so you go to Earth, go to uh, Palavin. We talk to the Primarch. You're like, hey, Primarch needs some help. He's all like, no, I can't. Well, I remember now. He's like, uh, I can't because I have to deal with these. Um, I have to deal with the with Palavin, right? Yeah. And I think he mentions that if we had the Krogan on our side, we w- will be able to take the uh, Palavin back. And so it's on you to go to Rex or whoever Reeve in your case. And then he, they're like, well, these guys caused the genophage. But if you can get, I think they get, yeah, um, Reeve or Rex the female Krogan get information right. from Morden Solis that yeah. the Solarians have a female. So then you have to solve that. You have to get that female for them. And Eve. then, yeah. And then, then the Krogans will, will, uh, ex- they, then they'll agree to helping the Turians. And that's sort of how you. Because you need the fleet. You need the Turian fleet is what yeah, you need. Yeah, yeah. I remember now. Because they have, like, the biggest fleet in the galaxy or, yeah. or whatever it is. Second to the to the migrant fleet. They have The, the migrant big, fleet, okay. They yeah, have right. the biggest, yeah. like, battle fleet. Yeah. 
Sure. It's, um... There's a lot of stuff in the Codex and stuff that I... There's way too much stuff I there's didn't bother ton- reading. I loved reading so much. Like, especially, like, your war asset updates and stuff. Uh, I tried reading... I tried, like, keeping up to date on that, and then I gave up. So, when you... We're, we, we were talking about that mission where Grunt... Uh, you go and investigate the Rachni, and, and Grunt is there. Um, did you choose to... You, like, meet a big Rachni queen, kind of, like a... I don't know. They're, they're all sort of infested by the Reapers. They're, yeah. like, Reaperized, and she's like... Hey, you should free us, and we'll totally help you. We're free from the Reaper control now because you're here or whatever. So let us go, and we'll help you build your Crucible somehow. I left him. You just left him there? You didn't release him? I killed the queen back oh. in one. Oh. Left him. I have no love for the rack now. Cold-blooded. No love. I released him. Yeah, I, I released him too. And then it's like really easy to miss, but a couple missions later, if you check your war assets... The Rachni actually betray you and, like, set the Citadel back. Oh. And it's just one line of text that's, like... Well, there's a couple building up to it. You you get, like, a letter that's, like... The Rachni have just, like, stopped working or whatever, and we can't... They're just standing there. We can't get them to respond. And then... I did one... They betray yeah, you. I, really? I did wonder towards the end of the game, like, what actually happened with the Rachni thing. So I must have missed that. That's interesting. That's kind of... That, that's kind of a... That, that's kind of crap. Yeah, it's just like one line of text <laughs> in the asset update thing. I don't even, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if you get a line of text that flat out says they've betrayed you, but I know it'll show you, uh, you'll, you, you won't have your, you get a bonus for having the Rachni previously, you won't have that, and then you'll lose, you'll have like a negative. Oh, really? Yeah, because they like set your progress back. But that just felt like, like that seems like a big deal. That seems like a big, you could at least have a conversation. Hackett could have called. Because he's not too busy doing whatever. <laughs> like, listen, those Rachni you sent us totally fucked us. Like, <laughs> maybe you stop sending us Reaper-infested allies. I don't know, Shepard. <laughs> so oh, that one's on you, Shep. You I know do... you've done a lot of good for this universe, but that one's your bad. Because now you're going to, like, start recruiting husks or something. Like, these husks <laughs> say they want to help. Send them in. They got the Shepard stamp of approval, <laughs> which apparently just gets anything past anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, flying off topic. Spectre status, and they 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 require you to have like to like um put your spectre stamp of approval on things. Do you guys know that? Like, if you go to that spectre terminal mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, this oh yeah, yeah," I didn't know that till like the very end. No, I I figured it out. Like seventy five percent of the way through, and had like forty of them, and went yeah. yup 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 yup. Just yeah. stamped them all. Yes, that was weird. Yeah, you know you what I forgot about, about that. I did it. I did a few of them, left it, and then I I forgot to go back and do any more of them. Ah, oh, I, I know it adds to, just adds to your um Ready your war assets, but like it was it was sort of weird how like why would you decline any of those? Because I know there yeah. was one where that weird Irish guy or Scottish guy. Was being held, ca- or engineer, being held, engineer. What's his name? Something. Yeah. Not Adams, because Adams is gone. No. But the the yeah. Scottish guy from Two. Yeah. Is being held question by for questioning for like helping Cerberus, and then it needs Shepard's okay to release him. I didn't do it till the very end. Cause you're just sitting there in <laughs> yeah. confinement for like two years or whatever it was. Just sitting there and just like CSEC. Like, oh, well, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, I love that guy. And he's back on the ship. It's like, great great to be back on, Commander. I'm like, because he thought you were going to fucking ship him back there if you said anything. 
I heard you were working for service. You better watch your tongue. And put a toe over this line. Let's talk about service for a little bit. Yeah. What? Um, we kind of if we're gonna progress to them right away because um, oh, yeah, okay. they they attack the citadel in there. But like, they're bad news in this game. Yeah, they're. Uh, I didn't realize how like bad of news these in guys one, were. Yeah, because in, in one two. they're not really. They're you, really... you do like one or two missions with them. And you're like, oh, I'm fighting Cerberus, and then you're gonna like, okay, Cerberus isn't. They're just misunderstood. They want humans first. That's not so bad because I'm a human. Yeah. And but like yeah, in this one they're like like fucking like augmenting their dudes with like turning them into Adam Jensen's and shit. Yeah. And it sort of it sort of occurred to me like what if Shepard <laughs> I know this You're is right. this is sort of weird just off canon type like thinking but what if Shepard had decided to stay with Cerberus? Would have been like the end the of the world. End of the cycle. Yeah. The cycle would have been. Well there's like Shepard kind of has that internal struggle with like when they rebuilt me am i am i like a pawn am i like all i can do is what cerberus allows me to do i remember thinking in two i'm like okay well they rebuilt me they gave me the second chance and this is sort of how i role played my shepherd in two was like well cerberus is giving me all the shit where the council's not doing fuck all for me so i'm like i'm all about Cerberus right now. Camp Cerberus. Yeah, totally Camp Cerberus. I'll fly their flag, and I'll go with it. Lucid Man seems to have the utmost faith in me. He's given me all the resources. Let's do this. I can fight. I can fight the Reapers with this. And, like, in the end, they obviously part ways, but, like, what if they had decided... What if Commander Shepard had decided to stay, stay with Cerberus? Bad news. Bad they wouldn't news have needed. The uh, they wouldn't have needed. Kai Lang. How about that? Raiden. 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 That note. It. Um, yeah, they're like. It. I don't know. I sort. I really like the elusive man as a character in two because he's sort of this. He's, he's like enigmatic. Yeah. And very mysterious. But then in this one, he's just like he's just a bad dude. He's just bad. Yeah. Everything about him is just bad. Yeah. And like. He's all supposed to be like, I can control this. I'm like, I know, you know, I got these plans and motions, but in this, in three, he's just like, I don't know. They they lost something with that character, I feel, which is too bad because I, I sort of wanted him as a squad mate. I thought he was going to be a squad mate in three. Thought so? Yeah. He's got the Paragon eyes. It's interesting you say that because I always viewed him as a, as a bad guy right, right from the start of the second one. So I never really saw it that way, but I guess you could look at it that way. Yeah, well, he, he, like, he was definitely, I don't know if I'd say bad, but he, he went about things in a bad way. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. He was more kind of, there was, there was more of a moral gray area. But then in the third game, he's just basically. Yeah, they, yeah. It, it, I don't know. I would have liked to sort of been kept guessing, like, what's his game? Is he, is he working with the Reapers? Is he, is he helping us? And instead of him just being like, I can control the Reapers, and then everyone yeah. immediately is like, "Okay, you're indoctrinated. Thanks." Yeah, <laughs> don't listen to him. He's yeah. indoctrinated. Um, so she- uh, let's talk before we get onto that Citadel attack. Let's talk about Morden blowing up in that Genophage Tower. What a good part! That was that was like a tearjerker. That yeah. was as it close was. as I came to tears in this game because I love Morden. That was and- good and. And I mean, it was it was a little trite and kind of contrived because he's all talking like, 
when this war's over, I'm going to collect seashells. And as soon as he said that, because that was just like out of nowhere. Like, Shepard, do you have a minute? You're like, yep. When this war's over, I'm going to collect seashells. <laughs> it, was, it was a little <laughs> bit more fluid than that. It, it still stuck out. I'm like, why is he saying this? What? Oh, he's going to die. Really? You thought that? Yeah, it pretty much tuned me into it. I, I just thought it was just like some some just quirky line. Like, oh, everything's going to be all right. Yeah, he's going to make it out. He's going to... Well, yeah, he can make same. it. He, you can, there's a couple of ways that that goes down. Actually, that um, one of them is one of them is you shoot Morden because he's like if it's something like if Rex is alive and some conditions are met, and you're like don't cure the genophage, and but he's like I like Rex is my buddy. I'm gonna cure it. Fuck you, Shepard. And then you shoot Morden to stop him from curing the genophage. Shoot him in the leg or shoot him dead. Shoot him dead. What? Which seems crazy what? and unimaginable. And there's, uh... Oh, if you're, like, just adamant about not curing the genophage? Yeah, and there's there's another way, too, where I think he makes it out of the tower. Like, I think he doesn't blow up, and then he just disappears. Like, he, you just don't interact with him anymore. He's like, okay, Why? we'll keep in touch by. And disappears. But, I mean, like, hmm. the one where you shoot him seems crazy, but, I mean, the, the one I got is he goes into the tower, and it's, like, been sabotaged or something. You... Oh, the the someone warns you that it's been sabotaged. Yeah, and they're like, you shouldn't tell Morden because then he'll fuck up and he can't cure the genophage. But then I told him, anyways. I'm like, listen, privy to some info. Right? Yeah, the Salarian tells you that uh, the Salarian like council member tells you like, hey, we're sabotaging. This is can't go down. And then yeah, you uh, a Paragon sort of choice is. Um, Paragon choice is to tell tell them about what what they're planning, yeah. and I chose to go that way, and then yeah, but he gets up there. Morden does and his blows thing. up. Yeah, which fucking was so good. The line, the last line when he goes up. Yeah, because he says it. I forget when he says it before, but he he says it like had to be me. Somebody else might have got it wrong or something. Talking about like curing the. Female Krogan or something? Yeah. Some, yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. But then he says it again just as he's going up. Like, and the ah. bit before that as well is really good. If you hit the um, Paragon thing, or a, no, no, it's, it's the conversation that he says. And Shepard says, oh, I'm sorry. And then Morden just goes, I'm not. I thought it was really good. That's yeah, yeah, that's all. Oh, fuck, that part was so good. That part was very good. Everything there, like the music, everything just beautifully done. Beautifully crafted, yeah. emotional moment. It's a good character too, because like... He has... He is a great character. Yeah. There's there's a lot to Morden. Yeah. Especially there's a, there's a part in 2 when you f- get him and uh Arya Arya Ar Arya Stark? Arya Stark of House <laughs> Stark. Stark. <laughs> <laughs> what uh no, the the what's the Asari's name on Omega? Who's that like Arya Talok. Yeah, Arya. <laughs> Same <Okay>. name. <laughs> it's um in oh, 2 oh, oh. And, the the one um, that was voiced by Carrie Ann Moss, right? Yeah, the yeah, the she's like she runs Omega. Yeah, and you actually meet her in this one too. I know. Um, but yeah. there's a part in two when you first get Morden, and she says something about how she likes him because he's so efficient at killing, or something, and it sort of puts like this stark contrast on him. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Like, what a great character. I love Morden. He's endeared himself to me. He was good. He had like the scars on his face, so you know. He's yeah, he's shit. missing like a, a the horns. That's oh, great. He always had that weird handle. It was part of his suit. Oh yeah, on, weird, the, on the back. Weird handle. Yeah, no, I know between the shoulder blades, right? It was like yeah. a there's like a well, 
piece that goes over. Google him. Uh, oh, yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. And he had this oh. weird handle on the front, too. I always thought that was, like, to drag him out of the shit if he got <laughs> in the shit. Like a carry handle. Like yeah. those GameCube carry handles. Yeah, that's exactly what You should just carry him around just on, your, on your back. That'd be good. Yeah. Send the Krogan to get him. You ever play that dodgeball game where you get hit and then the doctor has to come and drag you Dr. back across the line? It's exactly how I imagined it. That's why he has it. He's <laughs> a good Dr. Dodgeball player. Um, Dr. Morden Dodgeball Solus. They changed his voice actor. Did you know that? Did, did, did they? they? I'm not sure because you both questioned me, but I'm pretty sure they did. <laughs> they managed to keep... I mean, I... I if they did, they managed to keep, like, the essence of him. Wait, Whereas, I... I think Rex from the first and second game is totally different from the Rex in the third game, which I don't like. Do you, well, I, do, you... I, I do wonder how uh, they sort out the voice acting process, because I know that they basically just put them in a room alone with the, one of the director who has the script and then just bounce the lines off them. Mm-hmm. But... And then obviously everything, all the aliens get put through various modulators. Yeah, uh, a, lot, a lot of it is they'll be in the studio, uh, w- like if they can work the timing on stuff. Like um, I know a lot of uh, Edie and Joker's lines were actually recorded them, like yeah, standing face to face. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure they do that. Oh, I'm sure Sorry. they do that as much as they can, just because. You know, they, they always say the best tool an actor has is the other actor, so. I've never heard that. That's what they say. In the old VO. I do, I do all my lines just so low. Cold. So low, that's why I'm so good. <laughs> I'm just looking up who played Morden in 3. Um, where does it go from there? Um, Tachanka, you get the dudes, and then... What did you guys think of... Well, this is, this is, we, actually, we missed the bit where you, you go to Mars in the very beginning, and, uh... Oh, yeah. It's either yeah. Ashley or Caden. Oh, right. And then, like, whoever you have with you gets, like, fucked up by that totally robot. They fucked up. <laughs> that was, I thought they were gonna, I was sort of, I, I had Caden, and I... Like him more than Ashley, but I don't really like him, so I was kind of just hoping that he died right there. I I had that problem as well because, but I I hated Ashley from the first game, so I just let her get nuked on whatever planet it was in the first game. Vermeer. And then they had Vermeer, yeah. I left and Rex's in, corpse yeah. and Ashley's corpse on Vermeer. <laughs> You're so cruel. You're a cruel. I man. think I think I had Ashley shoot Rex. Actually, is how that goes down. Oh Holy God! Pawns in your little game, huh? Call me the elusive man. <laughs> I, yeah, sort of, because I didn't really like Caden, because I wanted, like, whatever, I didn't, I wasn't all about romance and Caden uh, in the first game. Excuse me for being open-minded. But uh, I kept Ashley, and when I saw Ashley for the first time in this game, I sort of developed a crush, because she was very pretty in this game. She looks good. I, her, I feel like her voice doesn't fit her character now. Maybe, yeah. She's kind of got, like, a... Like, she looked like she sounded in the first one, and For she sure. did she's... not look good. Yeah, she's tough and, like, yeah. But, um, that's because her hair was, like, all tied up or whatever. No, she's like a, like, she's like a frail little... She let her hair go. Skinny girl. She's wearing all, like, form-fitting clothes. Short. And, yeah, when I saw her got, get beat up, I was like, oh, no, I hope she didn't get killed. She gets, like, whale. She's, like, in a space suit at the time, out in Mars, no atmosphere. Yeah. 
and the super strength robot is like punching her face. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bioware really like to like to hit women, don't they? <laughs> yeah. I just no- I just noticed that. There's a lot of situations in this game where you sort of feel for the characters like I don't think I've ever played a game before where I felt this much for the characters. Notwithstanding Metal Gear either. It uh, and I feel like it either works really really well or it doesn't work at all. Like, I feel like you're either super invested in these characters. Like, I feel like if you're just a little bit kind of invested in Mass Effect, like maybe you're just playing through it, you know, and then you play a couple hours a week or whatever, mm-hmm. I feel like a, I, most of this stuff is going to ring hollow. You're like, oh, okay, that that guy who talks really fast died, What whatever. Yeah. Like, oh. Oh, look, it's yeah. that guy from the second game. Yeah, that, that would be, that, I guess that would be one of the problem with uh, Mass Effect 3 is if you were just jumping in now without having played the first two games it would you wouldn't really get n- anywhere close to the kind of impact that it's supposed to have yeah and they and they marketed this game too a lot of it was this is a great time for new players to jump in like yeah, there, there was weird. a ton of and yeah like, it's, no, it, it's really not it's not <laughs> i um a friend of mine jesse he started off with two intolerant yeah okay. he started off with two really liked it and after he finished 3, he was like, wow, this is probably one of the best games I've ever played. Did he do the do the comic? Yes. Okay. But I don't think he had that connection with the characters, to be honest. I think he just really liked the story of Shepard and, and like, fighting these Reapers and stuff. Yeah. So I forgot to ask him about how he felt about the, the characters, but... Probably call you a queer. Yes. Because he's kind of like that. Oh, well. He's like, I don't feel anything. I'm a man. <laughs> So yeah, I, I should have totally asked him about that before I uh, we sat down here, but... So yeah, I, I confirmed it. Uh, more than Solace voice actor changed between the two games. That sucks. Well, uh, I, I actually didn't even notice. It's subtle. It's more... The voice is pretty similar, but like his mannerisms are a little different. Hmm. Yeah. Again, I think a lot with the alien characters, a lot of it comes down to how they process it through vocoders and stuff like that. Yeah, like, um, I really like the Quarian's voice, but for some reason, with my sound setup, the Primarch's voice, like, the, it, it just, like, broke. It sounded, you really? could, you could clearly hear, like, the voice actor, and then, like, a super bassy, kind of, like, out of phase. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was weird. Oh, really? It, it sounded, that it sounded sound really, right. really bad. That, that actually happened to me, not in Mass Effect, but, um, I got a copy of the original Deus Ex, um, and I put it on my not terrific laptop and it it ran perfectly fine apart from the fact that some like error made every single character sound like a dalek it was just the weirdest thing and i just i couldn't play for more than like half an hour just because it completely ruined it for me what's a dalek it was, pretty, it was a pretty doctor who you don't know what a dalek is i know oh. that was the sound of it flying over my head all right uh, like a robot then Oh. There you go. You yeah. to say it was well, just like are. a robot. They are robots in Deus Ex. Cyborgs. Yeah, but then you like walk up to like female secretary characters and they're like, How can I help you? It's just a bit strange. So. <laughs> Got a hard day tonight. <laughs> yeah, um, that, was, that was a bit weird. So, I'm trying to lock down. We're kind of all over the place, but um, I, I, think, I think about... 
where we are is kind of where the Citadel... You get called back to the Citadel because uh, Caden or Ashley has been in the hospital or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, hey, I'm good to go. Come back to the Citadel. Come come get me. I'm ready. <laughs> and then you go to get them and you get there and it's like, oh shit, it's under attack by Cerberus. Somehow. Which isn't like the Citadel like super well defended. Doesn't it have like fleets and, and ships and all sorts of turrets auto guns yeah but the thing with cerberus is that they have people everywhere right and in this case they had what's his face odina odina oh who's always a rat yeah. bastard what a fucker i was but like oh that was so good when he got his comeuppance yeah the conceit to cerberus is that they have people everywhere right so it's totally believable that they okay. can get on to citadel like this and get that close to like even have uh senator odina or Councilor odina you always knew he's he was always a slimy character though. At least I thought so. I always thought that he yeah, he was sort of slimy, but I always thought he was like he was a douchebag, but someone had to be, so yeah. it was him, but then turns out no, he was just a bad guy. I Is it is it ever like confirmed confirmed that it was him cuz I I shot him as soon as I got the chance. Um, he like had a gun to one of the council members' heads or something, so I had to I had to put him down. I think in one of those, in like, um, I think Kai Lang tells you, doesn't he? Maybe. I always wondered if that was just misdirection, though. But I think, now that I think about it, I, I remember him, he does something rash that proves, like, I think he grabs the, one of the council members, he grabs, like, the Asari council member, yeah. I think, and he's gonna shoot her, because he's like, this is how it has to be, Cerberus is good. Yeah, yeah. And you, you're like, pew, shoot her. I would have felt super bad, because you get the decision to either put Anderson or Udina as like the the first human on the on the Galactic oh, yeah. Council in that first game. Yeah, I would have felt super bad if I had elected Udina. Yeah, but who did oh, that? Yeah, I, I, I guess nobody ever did that. I hope. Did you really? Shut yeah. up! Yeah. Matt just oh, raised his no. hand. It's because uh, <laughs> I wanted I wanted Anderson to to keep. I wanted him around. I wanted him because he's like. I'm a captain, but they're going to stick me behind a desk. I'm like, you don't deserve this. We'll let Adina do it. He's always wanted to. And I, I always thought he was like a... He was a, he was a jerk, but he was a, like doing it for the right reasons. I see where your, your head's at there, but... Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. I did a lot of controversial good, shit in my good game. Good for you. This yeah, is what happened. Yeah, obviously. I made Ashley kill Rex. <laughs> <laughs> and I made Caden watch. <laughs> what was that... Uh, Kirihi? Commander... Ke- Lieutenant Kirihi. Lieutenant Kirihi? The, the Salarian. Hold the line. Yeah. He was in this one too, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. He, on, um... he says like, hey. He's like, I'm glad we both made it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Let's on the Salarian planet. Throwback there. So yeah, uh, Citadel's being attacked. Kailang, ninja, cyborg ninja cyborg guy. Ninja, riding. blocks bullets with his sword and has killer biotics. And uh, gets the shit kicked out of him by Thane. What about Thane? Which was awesome. Cause I, you meet Thane a couple times earlier, and he just like, basically, to, you're like, you should come. I'm fighting Reapers. You want in on this? And he's like, no, I'm dying. Yeah, or I'm, I'm gonna die soon. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay. You're like, well, why don't you die trying? Thane was I, my boy. I think that my copy of Mass Effect Three. I could be wrong about this, but there's something slightly buggy with it because one thing. Even though I went looking for him, I couldn't find Thane anywhere, and therefore he just sort of disappeared from my story. 
And the other thing was, um, Tali uh, threw herself off the cliff, but then at the point where it's like the last romance bit, she just reappeared again and then wow. disappeared again. That, does, that doesn't out. sound right. Yeah, that's... She just landed in the ocean, swam away. She I assumed gonna... that like my shepherd was just going mental and starting hallucinating. Indoctrination. Indoctrination. Yeah, there you go. There Can you go. we uh, just sort of break <laughs> off and talk about how buggy this game is? Yeah, okay. I The only thing that really broke for me was uh, a lot of the cutscenes. The eyes, specifically. The eyes always seem broken on my shepherd. She was always looking off into the back of her skull. Being, <laughs> just being rude when people were talking to her. Possessed. It's it the indoctrination thing again. I didn't have anything too game-breaking. But yeah, these cutscenes were very, very buggy. Uh, and that took me out of it. And I just hated how... I just hate how they let let these games through like that. Yeah, that I was, don't know. Uh, that was that was the big thing for me too. Was that every time up anything would pop in the cutscene, yeah, I would just be totally out of the moment and yeah. like into QA mode and be like, "How did this not? This is a six twelve or or whatever. This is a two fifty six. Fix this." And um um, George, I don't know if you know, but uh, a lot of my QA experience was QAing those um. Cutscenes in Dragon Age 2? Is that the one? Yeah. Alright. And so a lot of this shit uh, sort of sticks out for me. And I like to think I do, did a good job. Not but, according to some people. But uh, Dinner Dangles doesn't <laughs> seem to think so. And so I could see how this stuff does slip under the radar, but it just sucks that it does. Now that yeah. you bring up dra- now that you bring up Dragon Age 2, actually, that's the, like just talking about the um, reaction on Metacritic or Metacritic. Uh, yeah, I just I kind of feel sorry for Bioware because even if like you thought that they didn't do so great of a job, it didn't deserve like a one point five score or whatever it got. And that's the same thing happened with Dragon Age Two. Like it wasn't a, I don't know I didn't think it was a brilliant game or anything, but it was okay. And then everyone just went completely ballistic. It was just completely yeah. unjustified. It's uh, yeah, that's a weird sort of parallel where. Dragon Age 2 kind of, it did okay on the Metacritics, mm-hmm. like the industry critics, and then the user ones just shit all over it. Yeah. And there yeah. was a little bit of controversy there too with people, like employees rating it up. And yeah. and, and then the same thing, it, it like it did okay in uh, the industry, it did good in the industry critic. It, yeah, it was yeah, like it's like 90, or something. 90, 93, I think, was the highest score for the Xbox 360 yeah. version. It, it, was, it was really good. And then, but the users got a hold of it and everyone just shit all over it. And then suddenly it. You know, it doesn't really... I, I don't know who looks at Metacritic, really, other than people in the industry. A lot of people look at Metacritic. Really? Like, you think user, like, just average, Joe Average, buying a game, looks at Metacritic? I don't chat... Not Joe Average, but, like, Chad Emond would base everything off Metacritic. Yeah, hmm. people got fired for Metacritic scores sometimes, I think. Or at least, like, games would get discontinued if they fell below a certain score. Yeah. But, and like even yes, at even so at the shitty. Bioware uh, meetings, they always prided themselves on putting up above ninety Metacritic's scores, like consistently. And then and then when like the Dragon Age thing went down, they they can't say that anymore. And I I bet you like the older public I think didn't do the producers as well. really hurt by that. Yeah, that's a story for another time. There's Honor Dragon Age Two spoiler cast. Yeah, that one's still in the works. I'm <laughs> working on it. Um, just kind of related to that Metacritic thing too, there was, um, there was like, like the employee, one of the employees was like attacked, like, 
virtually attacked and like getting phone calls and shit. What's her face? I can't think of her name. I... Oh, the one, the one who said that she didn't actually play video games. No, it was, was the one, one. It was. It, it was a writer. I've actually Jennifer Hepler. Yeah, I've actually talked to her a few times. Yeah, I, I know what she looks like. I don't think I talked to her, but um, um, it was a thing where because they have that thing where you can skip the cutscenes, kind of. Is there? There's a mode where it picks the canon choice for you or whatever, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. And then I think there's a mode where you just skip the cutscenes, isn't there? Or, or something to that yeah. effect. Like an action. Yeah. An action oriented. Some, something like that for people who just want the combat or whatever the description is. But then she she went on to talk about well, why can't there be something? Why can't we just skip the combat and just go to the story beats and just go to the conversations? And. Everyone just, like, lost their mind. Like, you don't play games, no gamer wants this, blah, blah, blah. And, like, just getting, like, emails and, like, uh, phone shit, like, change your phone number and shit. And... People are dumb. Is that such a bad idea? Yeah. I totally did. Did they, did they keep that or no? Because I remember seeing that option in the demo. Yeah, it's in there. I'm pretty but sure I couldn't there. find yeah. it in, in the game, the game I, proper. I don't think you can pick it off the, like, I think you have to go into a menu and choose it. Yeah. If I want to say. But I mean, I'll talk about this on Sunday. But I mean, just coming off Oscar's Wrath, it like I'd be uh, sure. You know what? Games where you fucking skip the game and all you get is cutscenes—that's totally okay with me. That's what they did with La Noire, wasn't it? If you um, got stuck on an action bit, you could just skip it and then go straight to the investigation and stuff like that. Yeah, and it, like there was a couple. F- I only played it on hard Mass Effect Three. Um, but there were some fights where I, like, okay, I'm, I've died on this a number of times. I am fine skipping this. I'm not playing Mass Effect for the combat. Like, <laughs> I would love to skip this and just see what comes next in the story. Because now I'm totally out of the moment because I'm all pissed off at this fucking... Yeah. I got to fight three goddamn banshees oh at the... Fuck- <laughs> Those are so hard to fight. Incidentally, are we going to talk about the multiplayer at all? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that uh, yeah. eventually. I played, okay, cool. played enough of that to I talk like about it. I like multiplayer. Um, back on the rails. Where are we? Citadel being After attacked. Kai Lang. Thane. Thane. Puts the old beatdown on him. Gives him a, a Hollywood Hulk beatdown. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. So you, um, go ahead. Can I just... Uh, did you guys shoot Caden slash Ashley? No. Or did, did you... Oh. Oh, you I did. Get to, you get to shoot them. Oh, right. When is it like the standoff when, when, with? Yeah, Lina? when when he gets in the way of you going off to. Uh, yeah, they, they were. Uh, Udina makes her makes him or her a specter, right? Right. And yeah. so they're there yeah. protecting Udina because he they think that they that he's doing right or whatever or that, that he's still innocent, but you know that he's working for Cerberus, yeah. so they're defending him. I talked Caden down. I so talked him over to my side. George, you shot him or her? Yeah, without hesitation. Did he? <laughs> did did they live? No, no, they just they they die, and then you can just say, "Oh, you're an idiot," and then oh. just walk away. Hmm. So what happened? Did like you, you know? like you killed Caden or Ashley? Yeah, I killed Caden. Oh, so I've I've killed both of them now. That's horrible. Okay, Rex no, killer. I yeah, yeah. My hands are clean. Ashley did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Christ. I. So what happened that in your in your story, George? Um, did you end up killing Udina also, or what happened there? Uh, yeah, I think it, I I can't remember. Maybe Udina got away, but Ooh, I, don't know. He I can't remember. Another day, but I just I, it was a bit incongruous because like 
you swing by the hospital earlier on when Caden or Ashley's like all beaten up mm-hmm. and then you can say this really rousing speech which is like don't die on me sort of thing um, <laughs> and then and, but then later on it's just like well, I, didn't, I didn't really want to say any of that yeah. you're only given two dialogue options now and then they're both they, I think they both pretty much say oh don't die on me and so you're not really given much choice I suppose you I... could you could not swing by the hospital but then I just wanted to see what would happen so you remember when I told you not to die on me? I lied. Yeah, I talk Caden over. I'm like, listen, I'm Caden. It's me. Come on. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Came over and helped me out, and then uh, I shot Adina. So you say, um, you say you never actually interacted with Thane, but was Thane there to fight Kai Lang in that cutscene? George? No, he he just he just completely disappeared from my game. I mean, he wasn't because he survived my suicide mission in the second game, and I got the email from him saying, "Oh, meet me on the Citadel." But then after that, he just kind of wasn't there. It was too hot. He knew Cerberus was going to be there. But I'm t- I'm yeah. s- I'm saying in that uh, when when you first meet Kai Lang on the Citadel and he's there fighting you and he's uh, it's like he's I think he's taking he has a council member or yeah, something. Yeah, he has a he's, Solarian ca- he's, council yeah, member. Yeah, he's going to yeah. kill the council member, and then uh, if you have Thane. Thane, like, jumps in out of nowhere and d- does some crazy ninja moves. Yeah, that never happened in my game. Did he just kill the Solarian? Uh, I can't remember. That's why you no, take notes, my friend. No, it's one of one of many, yeah. many, many story beats in this 30-hour game, <laughs> so I don't blame you. Yeah, well, yeah, then you missed out on a very awesome cutscene where, yeah, they do a little bit of close quarters combat yeah it was and then uh he gets stabbed i think Finn gets stabbed or yeah something. and then he's like uh, i'm fine go I'm like i don't give a, i don't care i want to stay with you thane thane was my dude in two thane my female shepherd romance thane I thane told two. her all about his previous love or uh, whatever he called me his siha yeah he said he had met two <laughs> in his life yeah he met one and he was lucky to meet another and his eyes turned black there is something a bit weird about the whole romancing fame thing if you think about it for oh, too totally. long. Totally. It's a bit a bit a bit slimy. I don't know. Are reptiles slimy or scaly? Well he's amphibious, scaly. but I think he's just scaly. I bet they're like like snakeskin boots or whatever. They're smooth. Soft. Depending on which way you stroke the scales. Obviously. Yeah. It's getting more erotic. <laughs> it's um Well there was that part in two where Thane drops in from the ceiling and kills that whoever that person like when you're trying to get thane on your team yeah that was like the and, intro then for thane. and then he says a little prayer for her mm-hmm. and like just, that just won me over i'm like yes that is dichotomy there there is a dichotomy there <laughs> it's uh and then he it's, he he dies in this one and his son did you save a son in two Kuliot? Yes, because yep. he appeared. Quentin Flynn. Quentin Flynn. Voice of Raiden. Raiden. He comes, and then he... I didn't notice that in the first game, and you told me, like, after. But I totally heard it now, and that's I'm like, all that's, you can hear. that's Raiden. It's, um... So Thane's dying in three, because he gets stabbed by Kai Lang, and then you, uh... You go into his, his hospital room, and, and there's sort of a... Another little scene like that where, uh, the son prays with you. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, that was a beautiful prayer for Thane or whatever and he's like that was a prayer for you yeah that was cool oh, fuck that was very cool I wish there were more uh, 
What race is he? Uh, Drell. Yes, I wish there yeah. were Drell. I yeah, never... there are hardly any in the third game. Oh, I guess there's... I mean they're supposed to be dying out, aren't they? Isn't that the idea that they're like nearly they, like, extinct? Yeah, they live on the planet with the Hanar or something. Yeah, they have this yeah. weird relationship with the Hanar. And there's not a lot. Of, there's like one or two Hanar as well. There's not a lot of racial diversity in this one. There's like one or two of each race. And yeah, yeah. It's like one Elcor. A lot of yeah. Turian just laying a boat. I love the Elcor. I wish you could have like an Elcor character who was just with you, but then it probably would be impractical. Which one's the Elcor? The big elephant the one? The big, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The monotone. They like say their voice like or their emotion. Like, yeah. Beseechingly. I never talked to I one in the third game. Your assistance. There's one um, near the entrance to the club in the Citadel, I think. He, he, he like tells you about how his people do battle or something and how they strap like big weapons onto them and they're like living tanks. I never talked to any. Oh, that's It was sucks. awesome because that would be super cool. I didn't even realize until now. Yeah. I like the Volus. Yeah, they kind of oh, have yeah, their, their like, <laughs> inhaler thing. I picture myself as a Volus just because I'm short. Yes, yes. You have to be good with money, though. I'm not good with money. I helped a Volus on the Citadel because he was captured by mercenaries or something. And he was kind of leading me through. Yeah, that was that was the that the was the yeah the Zaid mission. You no. didn't I couldn't see that find thing? him. I couldn't fucking find him. Fucking Does Zaid have to die on that mission? Because I wasn't sure. Does Zaid die? You know what? I think I did meet him because I sort of do remember. He gets. Oh, what the fuck? He's small part. Still... He is not like anything. He gets yeah, shot you or meet... something, doesn't he? Yeah, you <laughs> meet him. He gets shot and then he dies. At least he doesn't. He did in my playthrough, so. He didn't in mine. I, I sort of remember meeting him, and then I just remember him leaving. Because he says, yeah, I'll help you, and then you get him added to your bonus. Yeah, I do remember that now. But I never got to meet him again at the end, when yeah, you're doing when your you rounds. The... Yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he says, let's go be big goddamn heroes. I'm like, yes, let's. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, Citadel, Citadel got attacked. And then, uh, and then I think you go and you do the quarrying stuff, right? The migrant fleet. Uh, Does that sound yeah. right? And uh, yeah. you, you gotta pay. You go into the the Tron world or whatever. Oh, the the Geth stuff. I, re- I really like that bit. I like the idea of it. I just thought it wasn't implemented very. Yeah, they, it, it like, could have been implemented better. The but... the only thing I didn't like about it was the um, when they're having those those uh, those flashbacks. Where yeah. you're like seeing like the Geth uprising and and whatever, that was where I kind of thought okay because it's just basically a hologram in the middle of this big room like there's a lot going on and I'm like looking around and stuff so I don't know maybe like an actual yeah. cutscene would have been better. On a slight side note, one thing I've noticed about a lot of games that have been released lately is that there's a lot of throwbacks to Tron because there was obviously that bit in Mass Effect Three. There was that stuff going on in Assassin's Creed Revelations where you do the Desmond bits and you, it's like sort of Tetris meets Tron or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a bit in Saints Row the Third, which was an obvious thing Well, yeah, Tron. Saints Row the Third was... was uh... Yeah. Yeah. And then, then there was also a bit in El Shaddai, Ascension of the Metatron, which was a riff, basically ripping on Tron. Who played El Shaddai? I did. It, was not, well, it wasn't a brilliant game, but it was a bit different. You should go and play El Shaddai because no one bought it. It's like the same same way that no one bought Vanquish. Just go and play that, even though it's like... You should go and play Vanquish because it's 20 times better than Gears of War 3. 
I promise. I played the demo and I really want to play it. No one can hear you. I'm talking into your mic. Okay, you want to share? <laughs> uh, just because I want to try all of Platinum's games before Revengeance comes out. Oh, Plat- Platinum Studios. Platinum Studios. Yeah. Um, so you go to the the. Sorry, what what are you looking? We're looking at a trophy list right now for some reason. What are you looking there's at? A, there's a whole mission list where I don't know. Oh, just to sort of keep us in order. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Geth homeworld. What the fuck? How do you how do you even get into that situation where the Geth like Legion uploads you to the Geth servers? There's a there's a precursor yeah. to that. I'm trying to. There is a reason, but it's a bit. I think it goes into a lot of technical language, and that a lot of it just flew straight over my head. So I didn't. I just like, kind of went with it. I didn't like any of the guest stuff. I thought it was okay. I I really liked the. Um, I didn't like how it seems so one sided. Like you're presented with because like in two they sort of plant the the idea that the geth aren't all evil, and you're like okay the geth are actually they're okay, and then in this one it's like man the Koreans are jerks. Like, you're watching all the cutscenes, and yeah. they, like, make the Geth, and they're like, we gotta enslave the Geth! And then the Geth up, rise up, because they don't like being slaves, and they're like, now we gotta kill all the Geth! It's very iRobot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which I, is also, essentially, very Matrix. And, uh, you, I don't know, it just seems so one-sided. Like, when that choice came, like, do you support the Geth or the Quarians? I'm like, well, the Quarians kind of had this coming, so I'm yeah, gonna and go with the Geth, because like, fuck those guys. Because they became sentient and, like, well, they can think for themselves now, and they're not all that bad. And, I mean, they were under the Reaper control, but, like, they promised that they would never be under the Reaper control again, so I'm just going to let them live. So yeah. I let them live, yet Tally had to die. Nobody, Corians yeah. couldn't deal with that. So, and, But, like, I don't understand why she killed herself. There was a thing in there where... This was sort of a gray area, and I don't know if it's because I wasn't paying attention... Like, or what happened, but did the Quarians get wiped out by the Geth if you picked them? Yeah, that's the idea. If, huh. if you but if you go with the Geth, then all the Quarians die. Couldn't you, like, we're only going to free you if you promise to stop attacking the Quarians. Like, wasn't was that not, you couldn't put that on the table in negotiations? Well, that what, that would have been the middle dialogue option if there was a middle dialogue option. <laughs> there isn't any more. That's so weird. Yeah, just because, like, because you're like, okay, the 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 Quarians are attacking the Geth because the the Geth are under Reaper control, and they're attacking everyone. And then you're gonna free the Geth, but the Geth still need to kill the Quarians for some reason. Why can't we all just get along? It, I think they didn't present it well, actually, because earlier in the game, you had to sort of help out the Turians and the and the Krogan. And they managed to work things out and work together. Yeah. And so I figure, okay, well, if the if these Geth sort of like think they're cool, and I think they're cool, and I give them my Shep stamp of <laughs> approval, like this will be all good. But apparently, no. Either one has to like one has to live, one has to die. And that was totally yeah. out of the blue for me. And I'm like, was, that whole part was, was fucking was, tough. It's kind of. I didn't want Tally to die. She was another one that was straight from the very first game. Yeah, I'd, she was Voss Normandy. She lived exactly. on my ship in name. It, um, I don't want to lose her. She it seems weird. They're, they're, nobody's willing to compromise in this world. I guess it's a thing where you know, they've been at war for like hundreds of years yeah. now, and they lost their home planet because of it, and yeah, there's some resentment. 
I think yeah. I think the Quarians weren't willing to stop attacking. I think that's what it was. They would not stop yeah. attacking, and by freeing the Geth, you you made them smarter or something. You like boosted their ability so that they just wiped the Quarians out. If I I know that because they're like we're too close to our home to getting our planet back. We're we're not stopping no matter what. Yeah, because there was a point where you sh- sort of shut down all the Geth, right? Yeah, but the Quarians kept attacking. Yeah, there's well, you're like on the Geth ship. And they're like, yeah, the coins are blowing it up around you. Yeah. I hated that part with, with the stupid waves. Yeah, that was dumb. I didn't like yeah. how it didn't affect the gas shields, only your shields. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I wish one of us would have supported the Quarians so we could <laughs> talk about what happened. Actually, I've just remembered that one of the things I really like about Mass Effect 3 is um, every time you go down to the third deck, you see that wall of names. I thought that was really yes. good when you like every time a character dies and then you see like a new name on the wall and like, that's quite effective. Whoa, I didn't see that. You didn't see you didn't the wall? See that? Where was that? It's on the right ship. in front of you when you come out of the um lift. Yeah. The time I knew my account was all fucked up. Like my import was fucked up because it said Legion and whoever on it. I've never seen that wall. Where is it? Uh, it's on one of the floors. I'm gonna say floor floor three probably sounds right. Floor three It's on floor three. N- Normandy yeah. um, uh, Floor three had fucking Chobot. Normandy, Canada. Uh, with the, the same floor, Liara is always on. Oh yeah, Chobot. Fuck. Hated. I like the hated I, her. I like the idea of having Chobot on my ship, but she looked fucking ugly. Yeah, and I yeah, thought but they her, all do. I thought her lines were like her, her delivery was brutal. Yes, it was. I'm like, it is to me. It's I, a. I'm I'm don't really like her. Just. The, the character she portrays in on G whatever she's on now G four she's on IGN Attack of the still. Show IGN whatever I don't like the character that she she basically like portrays Ball. and uh, it was very plain that this was no voice actor this was just some bitch they got off the street <laughs> fuck it's brutal and even I don't like it was she didn't even really do anything for you you got like ten points out of her ten readiness points. Well. In essence, she was there, like, she was on the spot, like, our correspondent on the field, Diane Allers. And it seemed like they always wanted me to kick her off the ship, because you're doing the interview, and every single time, it's like, answer the question, or kick her off the ship. Yeah. Answer the question, or kick her off the ship. And if you go and talk to her, and she, like, it hasn't progressed far enough that she has new dialogue for you, it's, do you want me to get off the ship? <laughs> so, it just seemed like, fuck, you should be able to kill her. She was sort of a waste of... Yeah, she's sort of just a waste of time. I don't, I don't even really understand. Is that like a big, like, oh, you you should buy this game. It's got Jessica Chobot in it. You no. really like her, I guess. No, it's, uh, they, 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 re- they released, like, a cast vignette. She won a fucking contest? And, no. Make-A-Wish Foundation? She has leukemia? <laughs> <laughs> Her one wish was to be in Mass Effect? <laughs> they had a cast vignette, and then... It, like, surprised me that it had Jessica Chobot. I'm like, yes, I love Jessica Chobot. I was really looking forward to seeing her in this game. And when I did, I'm like, well, I don't know what they did to your face, but you look doughy. Everyone. They all, they yeah. all look doughy, though. I think Not everyone looks Miranda. like that. Miranda, Miranda looks, looks so great. bad. Are you serious? Well, the, the, the one thing I noticed was in the difference between... I think they've changed the way they do the facial animation between the second and third game. Because in the second games, all the, char- the human characters looked like their, facial, their facial features were kind of sliding around them. 
like sliding around their faces. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's the best way. No, to yeah, I, it. I can. You can and then, tell yeah, like the, where the 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 phoneme yeah. editor basically fucking's like cheeks, eyes. Yeah. mouth like, oh. like there's a bunch of like magnets in their skulls like moving it and then in the in the third game it's more like they're a bunch of puppets just like jerking and the mouths are like rah, 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 like that yeah i can I, again it's it's all that engine it's not even it's not even the unreal engine it's just like the iteration of the engine they yeah. are using and it's like yeah. and it is a relic of a decadent past i don't know yeah, if people it's... People Ditto. should stop using uh, the Unreal Engine unless it's the. Really, I don't think it's uh, the Unreal uh, Engine. It's, no, they un- have... Unreal looks great if yeah. you use it properly, but they have like an in-house. Yeah, they have this this like Bioware engine where I don't know if it, it occurred to you guys, but they're all, like all the animation. Well, most of the conversation animations are like canned animations, and you can yeah. see like these certain where they sort of like lean back and sort of like cross their arms to kind of like. Yeah, that that is that... that's like a set. Yeah, like insert lean back here, and they have one. Yeah, and that's how yeah. they that's how they do like their their conversation cutscenes. But like it's so it's repeated so much between these three games, and even in the Dragon Ages, that it stands out to me. And I'm like, fuck that. That's it's but I mean that's how that's how Valve does all their stuff too, and their stuff looks great. I don't so. play Valve games. I know. I play Metal Gear games, Portal. and their cutscenes are flawless. Yeah, they're pretty good. But isn't Metal Gear done with motion capture? Yes. So a, a lot, like, I, I feel like if you're not using mocap now, you are living in the past. Yeah, and this yeah. is sort of where this gets dated, I suppose. Um, what the hell are we talking about? We're trying to stay on topic with the... With the with Jessica the, Chobo, wasn't that what you were talking Chobo. about? No, Chobo. No, tell me about this wall. <laughs> it's just a wall I've never names. seen this wall. Like, just got the names of, like, if you lost uh, Kelly Chambers... Kelly, you say Kelly Chambers or Chambers, comma Kelly or whatever, like the Wall of the Fallen. I've never seen this wall. Transformers: The Wall of the Fallen. How have you? Did you ever go down to the third floor? I went to all, all floors after every like mission. I'm just sure you've maybe, seen it. You probably just didn't. It's like read right it. in front of you. It's the first thing you see when you get step out of the elevator. The only reason. I it's... Sorry, go ahead. I think I know no, which wall you're talking about. I've never actually like looked at it though. Well, the only reason to notice it is if, like, someone of prom- Like, the only reason I noticed it, because I was just walking past, I was like, oh, that's cool. Wait, what the fuck? Legion? Legion's not dead. What? <laughs> what? what? Oh! Then... Hang on. There's even, there's even a cutscene where you go down to that floor, and then, the, like, you go straight into a cutscene with Garrus looking straight at the wall, and the camera zooms in on the wall. Garrus says, look at the wall. <laughs> look at the wall. I didn't get that. I honestly didn't get this that, because this is the first time I've heard of it. Shepherd. Um, did any did uh, Kelly Chambers live through your guys' Mass Effect Two? No, mm, she, she got, got liquidized. She got turned into goo. Oh, she lived through that was really horrible. No. The, the end of like the end of the second game and the end of the third game were actually quite nightmarish in parts. I thought, especially in the third game when you're walking through that tunnel of bodies, it's a bit yeah, you're on, you're, it's all in your head. Those aren't real bodies. Indoctrination. Indoctrinated Still bodies. Freaky. But um, the reason why I asked about Kelly Chambers was I'm I'm wondering if specialist trainer is just a fill in for yeah. trainer. If Chambers, yeah, you get Chambers. If huh. uh, that's that's what I heard from somebody, I don't remember. I like Trainer better. So. Yeah, Trainer's the one of the best characters. I thought I at least really... one of the best best new characters. Anyway, I agree. I thought she was really good, but I mean, I was just attached to Kelly Chambers. She fed my fish. 
I and never, trainer said she wouldn't feed my fish. I never had fish. I thought that was such a waste of goddamn time. That was the time. only way to get her to do the striptease. Yeah, but it's a specialist trainer plays chess with you. And That's cool. showers with her clothes on. She didn't play chess with me. We Fucking weirdo. We had sex. Yeah, but if she if she showered with her clothes off, then Bioware would get a shitstorm. So I, I the the romance scenes in one were so good. They were like so tastefully done. Yeah, and they they were just risque enough that you're like, damn, yeah. Shepard. Yeah. But in this one, they're just awkward. And but you're just like, I say Ugh. that both. But then The Witch Two had like scenes in it that were pretty much just. You saw absolutely everything, so I think this maybe was, there's no excuse anymore. Yeah. This was a thing where like they got so much heat off that that first game that they didn't want to skirt that issue at yeah, all. They, and plus, the Witcher's yeah. made in Poland. Anything goes over there. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the Wild oh, yeah. West over there. Yeah. Oh, the, th- the too when you're with trainer and you're in the shower, like the models look so much worse when they try and like, oh, I'm in the shower, so now I'm wet. But it's just like, oh yeah, the tears, the tears are weird. It, Especially in the second yeah. like, I have this like plastic film over me now, because I and I still my hair's not really wet, and I got Just my clothes glistening. on. Yeah, the hair doesn't move in Mass Effect, so I mm-hmm. got my. Uh, like awkward. I don't want to say, make, I don't want to make it sound like it ruined the game because once you get used to it, it's just like oh, it's just another thing. Yeah, but, but yeah, there yeah. is there is like there's like a couple of hours where it's just a bit, especially if you've come out of a game with better animation, it's a bit. Which is every other game now. Yeah, pretty much. They've fallen yeah. so far behind. Yeah, so on that note, I'm, I was sort of sad that Trainer, or not Trainer, um, Chambers? Chambers died, but I'm sort of glad I got to meet Trainer was Trainer, Trainer was a way better character in this one, but I feel like Chambers would have all that character dialogue. So? Yeah, like you would get to know Chambers way better, and she'd be a... In she, chess? She was, she was a like really one-dimensional character in two. It was all like you know that she's a lesbian. Did you try? Did you try to romance her with your male shepherd, George? No, I I uh, romanced Tali. In three. Yeah, and two and three. Oh, Oh, she died on you. That sucks. Yeah, I know that was pain. And then I thought, I cheekily thought, because that's why it was weird when she came back. Because I don't think the game must not have registered the fact that she was dead. And then near the end, when you're about to go on the final mission, and then. She comes up, and then it's a bit like the only way I could explain that away was that my shepherd was just going a bit nuts. At what part did she come back? Like right before the final mission. Like when you're doing the calls, you call and uh, checking in on everybody. Yeah, no, it's like right before you go off to London, and then it's just like a pre, pre-done cutscene. Hmm. On the ship on Normandy. On or? the on the yeah on the Normandy, Weird. and then. She comes up to... And yeah. Hmm. Casey Hubs is going to release a press release. We planned this. It's all indoctrination. <laughs> uh, there's no bugs in this game. Everything you saw was Shepard indoctrinated. <laughs> but then that's, that's, the, that's the danger of it, though. Because then they can just explain away anything they want. And it's, like, it's kind of like one of those, oh, it was all a dream sort of thing. It was, like, it was all in his head. Yeah, but I feel I like it's, a, it's all a dream is so cliche, and it's never done anymore. That when it is done well now, it's like, oh, did because no one ever expects it to be that super cliche. It was all a dream now, so it kind of <laughs> works in its favor almost. Uh, maybe. Um. So support the Geth or the Quarians. We all chose the Geth, and then you just have like a big ass Geth Prime sitting in the Normandy in the That's war room. That's kind of cool. Like having an army of those, I think. 
having Geth Prime bodyguards is a lot more intimidating than having Krogan bodyguards. Yeah. Well, if yeah, because Krogan, Krogan are, like, way more fallible. If I ever go to war with Casey Hudson, I'm rolling in with Geth Prime bodyguards. Can't get my name right. They call me Shepherd Commander. It's Commander Shepherd, you idiot. I like that. Shepherd <laughs> Commander. <laughs> um, so you go from the Quarian homeworld, you go to the Asari homeworld, which is just getting, like, messed up by all the Reapers. You go there for, um... Like an artifact or something, right? Oh, right, yeah. You go to that little museum of theirs. Yeah, the t- it's like a temple or something. How do they... I forget how you transition into that. It's Liara tells you something. I can't remember. It got a little mystical. They're like, we have this ancient artifact. Or I, think... or I think it's like Cerberus is coming here, so we gotta get there. What I think was how that went. Yeah, that's a lot, a lot of the plot points are that there's something you want, and Cerberus is gonna get to it first if you don't get a move on. Yeah. Yeah, so you go down to Thessia, and you go into that temple, and there's that big statue. I have a note here where, because Liara is one of your, um, you, you have to take Liara on this mission. Yeah. But she's just like, just like fucking crying a river about, oh my god, my home world is getting destroyed, and like, my people are dying, and she's just whining about it. And in my seat, with my controller in my hand, I'm like, buddy, everybody's fucking dying. Garrus didn't whine like a little bitch exactly. when we were on Palavin. I was actually getting super annoyed at Liara at that point. Garrus whines. He, he, if you go and talk to him on the ship... Well, not whines, but if you go and talk to him on the ship, then he go and talks about how much it sucks to be a leader and has to make all the important decisions about who lives and who dies. Okay. Well, they all com- they all complain. Yeah, but Story I mean, of my life, Garrus, <laughs> Commander <laughs> Fucking Shepherd. <laughs> but like, these are just like ambient lines from Liara as you're playing through the game, or as you're playing through this this mission on Thessia. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, it's like my beautiful world and my beautiful people." I and lived like, here with my dying. mother. Yeah. She wore yellow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. Oh. That was a very good impression. Yeah, like, how about a little focus? I'm uh, fighting some guys here. Yeah, hold it together. So you run into that temple, and then there's like that big statue, and you have to you have to find those. You like find things that activate it. You gotta get like all the beams into it, and then it cracks open and turns out it's a vi. That reminded me a lot of like one of those. I guess "quote unquote" puzzles from Dragon Age for some reason. It's sort of like, yeah. you know, like why like, is yeah. why the the, um, the Asari have been studying this thing for like hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of years, and then Commander Shepard, fucking <laughs> Commander Indiana Jones Shepard, just rolls in and lifts up a pot and pushes a big button, and they all activate, and then it's the not, VI comes. It's out. not great gameplay either. It's like, it's just you wandering around randomly pressing uh, context-sensitive action points yeah, and that's for about I'm... five minutes, and then it just carries on. It's like, you might as well not Yeah, and not that's, what, that's why it. I likened it to one of those Dragon Age puzzles. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Back then, that's, that's what they made you do in Dragon Age, Origins even. But, and, like, they have it in this game, which is more, so streamlined, right? I, w- I thought it was weird, yeah, too, it where the, you would press one, and it would be the wrong one. And then Liara from across the room would be like, that's not the right one! (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
That reminds me of in the L.A. Noire when you would do the, um, investiga- the investigation sections. Pick up an apple. Yeah, wander around, pick up like a mouldy carrot and go, this has nothing to do with the investigation. <laughs> Just over and over again. It's like endless cigarette packets. Like, this has nothing to do with you. Yeah, I know. It's a cigarette. But then one cigarette packet would always have like a piece of paper that happened to have the murderer's name on it or something. <laughs> no way of knowing. I was just yeah, it's the same thing. I, I just totally was imagining like National Treasure Three, <laughs> Commander Shepard edition, where he just walks in and figures out this million-year-old puzzle that no one else can figure out. Yeah. And so, you, so you activate the thing, the VI comes out, and uh, and like th- that's when it like starts going. That was the first kind of like you like fail your mission. Like Kai Lang comes and just fucks you up and takes the VI. Yeah. And for that, some reason, the floor falls away, and Shepard almost falls down. Yeah, that's right. That's that another part, one of those uncharted moments. Yeah, but that that part was interesting because, like, when the rest of the game is so, like, shaped around either having a success or a failure state, depending on how you've been playing the rest of the game. I spent that whole thing thinking, oh, I've I've like done something wrong earlier on, and then could have won. And it wasn't until later on that I realised that oh, that's actually just how the story's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you. I don't know whether you guys thought that. But. No, I think it played out all the same. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he, Kai Lang messes you up bad, and um, I actually sort of like that because it was getting into a pattern of Shepard shows up, everything's cool. Shepard yeah. Shepard shows up and solves this ancient blood feud between these two races, and then they're best friends and they're going to help you. Yeah. And so it was kind of refreshing to to. It was too bad. It was too. Yeah. I. I sort of get what you're saying i yeah and it's too bad it was so late in the game yeah that that happened because like they should have just interspersed that like but that that's kind of what spurs that's when shepherd gets mad quote unquote and yeah it's like, like, i'm taking the fight to cerberus yeah. or whatever <laughs> and then um what is that vi why do you need that vi oh because it, it knows how to, it knows what the catalyst is yeah oh oh we, ha- pro- we haven't talked about ed yet have we Oh, yeah. We? No, we haven't. No. I re- I really like that. I like the way that they put her in a body and developed her character. That got spoiled for me. Really? Really? Uh, way back, way back, even before like anybody was thinking about Mass Effect Three, um, when Dragon Age Two was coming out, I was QA for Dragon Age Two, um, and when you're there, you got access to like the whole uh, to all the Bioware files. And, oh yeah, like were you, was it uh, art? Did yeah, art. Fuck it up for you. Yeah, and so I was looking at these art concepts, and I'm like, awesome Mass Effect three art concepts. And then I was looking, and I'm like, oh no, what is this? This is oh, who's this robot <laughs> yeah. girl with the huge breasts? Oh, it's oh, Edie. Yeah. I hated that. I fuck that. And I think Edie's such a shitty character. I liked Edie. Aww. And I liked Edie. I wish I would have, because I liked her when she was like a shackled AI, and you're like, because because VIs on ships are like bad shit. Apparently, everyone keeps telling you, mm-hmm. and then so I liked it. Okay, we've got this. You know, she's she's friendly because she's forced to be, but if she ever gets loose, whoa, you better look out. And then she gets released, and she's like, oh, I'm super nice. Let's be friends. Now I'm in a body for some reason. And, it does get a bit uh, iRobot at times, where it's like, what is this emotion you humans how, call happiness, or things like that? I thought that was interesting. How, Taco? I <laughs> I thought that was super interesting, like, that her character arc, 
arc where she'd ask you questions and you'd just tell like either tell her which one way or the other and then she'd sort of like form her opinion on that i'm like oh that's it's it was amusing how she'd he, she'd like come it. up to you with i can't remember a specific example she'd come up to you at the very end where she is uh she she has this she doesn't know what she's experiencing right yeah but it's fear she's like we can't succeed yeah why are we doing this yeah, see that was cool. Good, I, good. I hated Edie the whole way through. Did you? And I hated that Joker was like trying to tap Dad. That was like, getting weird. <laughs> I don't know if you, she's a robot. I don't know if you realize this. She's like metal. She's not. What you see is what you get. She doesn't have any like clothes to take off, take her <laughs> chassis off. Like that is. That's well, maybe. Uh, ha- that's sort maybe of where he has a, maybe he has a fetish for that sort of thing. Who knows? That's sort of where my whole like. The, a lot of my Paragon points came from that because I'm like, well, given, Joker, you're... Yeah, giving those two dating advice on the Citadel. Yeah, you're not doing too much. You're not really attracting anybody else, but you really like this girl, so you know what? I'm going to help you. And, like, it just turns uh... out for him. And that sort of leads into the ending That's that I one. prefer. But um, it got weird. Cause, yeah, like how did how did he plan on? You like, know, Joker is a broken ass man. His legs are like super frail, and I imagine making love to a robot is pretty intense because it's a robot. Yeah, <laughs> that robot can go all night if you know what I mean. It was it was dumb. I hated it. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, Vega, James Vega? James Vega, G- old Jimmy Veg. It was a bit odd. It was a bit. It was a bit odd right at the very beginning, where you, it's like the first thing that happens is this implicit relationship between uh, Shepard and Vega. Not like romantic relationship, but just he like named the, they, me Sparks. Yeah, was it Sparks? Loco. Was that the nickname he gives you? No, no it's Loco, isn't it? He just calls you Loco, and then he calls Tally Sparks. I think. I don't know about that. Oh yeah, or Liara or something. I just yeah, yeah I he's remember. the only like new real character. Him and Edie, I guess. Yeah, that, well, it's Edie's just weird that. Around. I don't I, know. I you know I sort of I didn't really I wasn't really feeling him, and then I'm like okay, he's just this kind of, he's like a goon, and then he but then he he like smashed that shuttle into the other shuttle yeah, or whatever, yeah. and after that I was like all right, this guy's he's okay. I like I actually did like him and his his conversations. When you go down to like the that bottom floor, and he'd be talking to um, Cortez, I thought those were pretty imp- he, amusing. Cort- Cortez is a good character as well. I like that. Although bet- again, there, there was a, there is a bit where um, he's at the wall, not not the ball in the ship that you've never seen apparently, but the <laughs> <laughs> the when you go on the Citadel and it's in the refugee camp, and yes, there's a yes. wall of, and then he's there, and then it's a really good moment. But again, it's just the way that the tears look is just a bit. Yeah, it I kind of ruins that. the moments for me. It's just like I felt the part, the the part where he like tells you he's gay, was just like a slap in the face. Yeah, just out of the blue. Albeit with a dick, <laughs> it was like because like whatever. That's like that's great. Yeah. That's cool that, that that we you know the characters are this in depth and and all that. And I don't want to sound prejudiced, but the way that it's delivered is just like my husband is dead or whatever. Yeah, like totally out of that. context. Yeah. It's like oh, it was totally like a big slap in the face. Like they didn't even like. I'm like oh, oh yeah, oh. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool. Like how yeah, they included that and whatever they're that forward thinking or whatever. But I, I, I sort of just felt slapped in there. All that. Did, 
Just to be. Yeah, just to be like, look how progressive we are. We yeah. have homosexual relationships in our game. And yeah. And then when they do that, and then they get a load of flack from a bunch of religious nusses saying, oh, no, gay people in games, it's corrupting our children. Well, you're damned if should, you do, and you're damned if you don't. I should, I should backtrack a bit there and say that they're not all religious nusses. So I don't want A kid named Bart Simpson told me that. Yeah. <laughs> what? You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. All right. Mass Effect, new character, Bart Simpson? Bart Simpson, DLC character. I bet uh, you know, James Vega doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would be okay hanging out with a, with a gay dude. So I don't think he knows that Cortez is, <laughs> is of the homosexual persuasion. Did you guys ever see that ambient conversation with Vega, James Vega and Garrus? About... They're standing um, at that kitchen area, and they're sort of shooting back and forth, uh, like, war stories. Okay. You guys never heard that? I might have. That was a, that was a very amusing one. But they were talking they were talking about, like, what, what they've done or whatever, and they start taking pot shots at each other. And Vegas mentioned something about his scars or whatever, and then Gare shoots back with, like, at least I didn't crash Kodiak into whatever... And then Vega's like, well, I saved the day on that. And then... Uh, I remember that. It, but then, it ends but, off with, with a line that's, where Vega goes, well, really, you... You, uh, you can claim you're a hero, but really, you've, you've always had Shepard at your side from the very beginning. So what can you say about that? And then Garrus shoots back like, yeah, that's right. I was there from the beginning. Garrus shoots back and says, I'm no hero. Fucking Garrus. Garrus is awesome. He doesn't literally, shoot, he doesn't literally shoot back, I'll take it. That would yeah. be interesting. Pulls his gun out. <laughs> shoots Bang. James Vega. Says, I got shot in the face by a plane. Or a, a, a tack helicopter. In two, <laughs> bitch. I just, every time I go down to uh, the... Uh, the fuck is that bottom level of the ship called? Not the brig. Cargo? The engineering yeah. deck. Yeah. Is it cargo engineering? Something like oh. that. Every time I go down there, it's just James Vega's doing chin ups. Count 1001, <laughs> 1002. It's like, hey, Shepard, uh, I'm just playing Call of Duty. <laughs> so Shepard, you he... play this Black Ops 89, it's pretty great. You make him sound like Marcus Phoenix, though, and I think he's a bit more subtle than that. Shepard! <laughs> I, I, he was okay. You know, I, I don't know. They sort of he he kind of is portrayed as a goon, but then you sort of I like how you sort of get to know him. And he's yeah, there's not, some depth to him. Yeah, he's he's not yeah. just a, a big buff guy, but like that cutscene where you like are going like you're like throwing some punches or whatever. Yeah, it was a. It was really janky and like breaking, and b. It was just kind of dumb. It went off okay with me, and I thought it was kind of cool. My shepherd's like a ninety pound girl. And there's this big, like, 300-pounder, like, you want to go throw a couple punches? <laughs> <laughs> I like that bit, but then there was not really any reason to not hit the uh, hit the interrupts. Yeah, like, why knock that fucking guy down. down. So they just turn into quick-time events, which is a bit silly, really. Uh, do you think... Like, because he was the only real new character... Do you think yeah, we could have done without him? Uh, well, the the DLC 
character. Oh yeah. What is that guy's name? I can't ever remember it. Prothean. Did you get him? Did you get the DLC, George? No, I haven't checked out the, for for Mass Effect Three. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't checked matches. out the DLC yet. No. Tell us about that then. Um, I wish I could remember his name. Just look it up. I know I'm gonna have to. It's uh. So you get. It's like you you get the DLC and then it's like one like a mission pops up, pops up or whatever and it's like go to wherever Eden I think you might go to Eden Prime I think it's Eden Prime yeah go to Eden Prime and because uh, just go Cerberus is here it's another like <laughs> Cerberus is here we need you here and then so you go there and you find this sealed coffin and uh, because Shepard is kind of attuned to the Prothean relays. Yeah, she she she, she can sort of uh, decode these messages that no one else can, and so you sort of get these flashbacks where uh, you're on the Prothean homeworld as the Reapers are taking over, and it's like the very end of that cycle, and they're frantically trying to uh, leave as much information for the next cycle as they can to try and and break the chain, and so I mean that that stuff is kind of rewarding. Um, I don't. It's like I think it was twelve hundred points or something. So like in the area of fifteen dollars. Uh, wow, fifteen dollars. Yeah, quite a lot. But I mean, you do get that. That it's a pretty good story beat if you're into Mass Effect. Like that is that is something that has never been seen before, and the only way you see it is through this DLC. Like the Protheans are just this legend, basically in this in this universe, and uh, and then you just get it. He just joins your party and uh, hangs out with you. He's voiced by. Uh, it's not like he's voiced by Mister Echo. He's got like a. Kind of like a so, I don't South know. African. Yeah, there are loads of uh, celebrity cameos in the whole Mass Effect games. Like Martin Sheen is the elusive man. I don't know if I'd call uh, that a cameo. He's a pretty central character for. Oh yeah, now. yeah. But I mean, I just meant in general. There's a lot more uh, in two than there was in three, though, because I remember they. Because I guess that's when Martin Sheen came. That's Trisha, when Trisha Helfer. Uh, what's her? Uh, Yvonne. Y- Yvonne. Yeah. Structure, and blah, like, blah, blah. even like Worf did a voice of one of the Krogans, wasn't he? Yeah, Michael Dorn. Uh, yeah, Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, yeah, right. Arya. Arya. Arya Stark. Uh, oh yeah, and obviously that? like um, Chris. Uh, what's his name? Seth Green is the Joker. Yeah, but he he's been. But he he's been it from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I think he's just Joker. I don't think he's, he's the Joker. Joker. <laughs> now that would be a twist. If Joker actually turned out to be the Joker, that Joker. <laughs> um, what the hell are we talking about? Oh, the Prothean guy. So you get him in your party, and then uh, he just kind of comes around with you and, and does whatever. You get a, a an okay assault rifle. Um, a lot of the, a lot of his dialogue choices are kind. Of, he's he's a unique character. He's kind of like because you've never seen this race before, and he's sort of, uh, I guess the Protheans are all kind of embodied. Each one embodies an emotion, sort of, and he he's vengeance. He made me think a lot of um, the Dragon Age. What's the, that spirit? The demon? It's He's an Anders. He's oh, justice right. who becomes justice. vengeance, right? He right, He turns yeah. into vengeance yeah. or whatever. And it was almost parallel to that in a weird way. But he, he is supposed to be vengeance for his people. Like, he was justice. He was this, like, um, b- b- military figure or whatever. And now he's vengeance because his people are all extinct and he just wants revenge at any cost. So a lot of his dialogue options are like, um, we shouldn't be wasting time doing this because we could be killing Reapers right now and, and hmm. stuff like that. So how do, how do they write him in? You just find a sealed coffin. 
they uh, in the flashback they're all trying to seal themselves away. And you remember on Ilos in the first game, I think it's called Ilos, where you meet that VI. Yes. The protein we, VI. Yes. There's uh, all the there's some like pods there that had stored proteins in them, but they all died over right, the yeah. time. And this is supposed oh, to yeah. be a pod that made it. This is the one pod Just the one. that yeah. Because it, it in the cutscene it gets like blasted out of something. Kind of like like Kal-El from Krypton. Yes. Exactly like that. That's Superman. I know. Okay. Um, yeah, he's the one that makes it out, and then, so you get him. But, it, like, no one really reacts to him. Like, you should take him to the Citadel, and there should be, like, a riot in the streets. Yeah. Because it's like, the Hanar worship the Protheans as gods. That's like, yeah. and and so does some other species I can't remember now. But Well, Hanar and Jarell sort of have the same idea. Yeah, but the, like, they, the Protheans are, like, their gods. Like, they are immortal beings who are alive in the heavens and and, they and guide yeah. them and whatever. And uh, but like nobody really, everyone's like, oh, it's uh, uh hey, I'm a big fan of your work, Prothean guy. <laughs> and that's it. Like people come up and thank you. They're like, thanks, Shepard. I never thought I'd live to see a Prothean, which seems out of context and weird. And uh, I don't know. It's okay if uh, I don't regret buying it. I never used talking, this character. While we're talking about DLC, it just reminded me of um, the DLC from the second game. One thing that kind of annoyed me was, um, you know, the I think it's the Lair of the Shadow Broker DLC? And then there was the Firewalker stuff as well. And those vehicle sections, particularly the bit in the taxi, I thought worked quite well. And I thought, oh, they're trying this out to see if they'll put it in, in the third game. Yeah, and then they, they just did, then they just kind of didn't have anything. Yeah, like the bit... Firewalker. They For... even yeah. they even took out like the the probing, which I hated. Well, now it's oh, it, it's the still new... there. Yeah, it's, it's dumb just, now. It, it's yeah, it's, it's a lot easier and a lot less painful. I remember hating having to probe for those minerals. Yeah. Oh I... no 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 no. The the, the the probing in the second game is way better than the way they handle it in the third game. Because I... it's 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 dull, but then in the third game it's just stupid. Well, it's it's, I, I it's a little it's a little pointless. But I was just sort of glad that I didn't have to do that because I re- literally remember doing the like I'd set set aside like probing sessions where I if I had like a podcast on my on my iPod I'd put it on, into my ears and I'd literally do a ton of probing while it was on because I didn't want to <laughs> I just like Sorry. yeah it was like a session that I that I put aside to do just to get minerals to I, upgrade my shit I think they should just take it out take that whole mechanic but, out because I hate the you go into a system. Scan, 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 it goes boom, the dubstep yeah. drop hits, and then you just fly out of the system, and you're okay, and then you go back to the Get system. a trophy from one of those for the first time you do that. Dumb. It just but, looks really silly as well, flying around in their little spaceship with the yeah. little reapers flying after you. And if you get caught, you die. The game just ends, which is really funny. It just seemed like it, something where they had this idea to implement, but like it sort of got cut, and then whatever was left of it, this like little Pac-Man sequence... Yeah, it's exactly. Just all they it kept. reminds me of. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's it, it all. It also seemed too like it was weird because you couldn't do it in missions. You could scan, but you would never find anything, and you would never get detected Attack, status yeah. in like primary yeah. mission locations. Yeah. But as soon as that mission was done, you could go back and do it there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Just let me. Yeah. You know, if I'm dumb enough to but, but fuck myself over, and there's reapers and all the systems I need to be into, just end my game. Because yeah, in the second game, at least you could just go to a planet and then you would be able to mine something from it, even if it was only like a small amount. But in the third game, you just have to trawl around these systems endlessly, scanning every 
part of it, trying to find the the last sort of fifty percent of minerals or whatever that you missed out. And it's always just like bits of rocks with some fuel in it. Yeah, that's what oh, half fuel of it is. again. Great. Yeah. How, who keeps of, leaving this here? Kind of pointless and kind of <laughs> stupid, but I'm just glad that they didn't have the probing. And I think they could have did away with that whole probing um, interface where you'd go to the planet, go to the planet, press triangle to scan, and then you'd have to look around for this thing, which is clearly like indicated by the the radar or whatever. It would be okay if yeah. like as soon as you detect something, you have so much time, and then the reapers find you, so you have to sort of like. Oh, like I'm scanning frantically on this planet because I need to find it. But I mean, there was no. Yeah, there even was no... if the Reapers came, you could just go into the scanning interface, and they yeah, they like, time pause. didn't pass. Yeah. yeah, and even if the Reapers killed you, you just it was like a game over screen, and then it would just take you back to like a second before when you entered that system. Mm-hmm. So it was just it, kind of it yeah. just it totally seems like they they had something planned, but they should have decided made it, not to. Like if you get caught, you don't die, but your readiness goes down or something. Uh, I'd imagine that would be more annoying. Actually, like make it make it impactful at least, even if it's. They should have made ship combat. Yeah, take yeah, their, that been take cool. their their tour assets. The lava. Yeah, okay. Take <laughs> the firewalker. Basically, just reskin the firewalker level to look like space. Yeah, and Normandy jumping around. <laughs> okay, I'm in. Let's do this. And you're dodging like the big, uh, big death beams, Reaper death beams. The drops. <laughs> Just goes to show that Dogstep guys... is, is going to be the end of this galaxy. Yeah. Sort what of do you mis- guys think? Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, what do you guys think about the way the Reapers actually look? I, uh, I, I really like that design. Why? I do kind of like it. Why did they? They had the one human Reaper that looked like a human, and then all the other Reapers looked like Reapers. I hated the human Reaper design. Yeah, that was just, that was a bit silly. Was it like that giant one? The, the yeah, boss from yeah, with it just had the two arms and then the like spine. It yeah. didn't have legs. That was so dumb. That was like a turn. It looked exactly like the Terminator. Yeah, thing. Yeah, it's the fucking stupidest. It's weird because it was like giant. Why was it? Why shouldn't all the Reapers be differently shaped? Like, there's different like models, but they're all basically the squid shape yeah i don't know i didn't really uh, but i i really like the design and i know we talked about the the part on rannick but that that, that first time when you're face to face with that first uh i guess you fight one on the tachanka too where, where you get that thresher ma. that part was awesome that was awesome yeah. but i saw that in the trailer which yeah they totally released fucking... that but that part where <laughs> You fight it, and you have that 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 uh, signal beam, and you have to lock onto the yeah. And it's you're basically on the little plateau area, and yeah. you can't go anywhere. That part was fucking hard. That part was very hard, and especially on insanity, and it sort of killed it for me. But if they had that made that easier, where you sort of got it on the first try, yeah, I think that part would have been so awesome. Yeah, because you're killing a giant reaper, and yeah. it, it talked to you too, right? You kill it, and then it talks to you. Yeah. Because you're cool. you're right on that precipice or whatever, and you're talking to it face to face as it's like lying, like collapsed, dying. I love I love the Reaper voices. I think they did such a good job yeah. with that stuff. Yeah. Um, Is that the part right before Tally kills herself? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah. But yeah, I I honestly thought that I I I was caught in a bug trying to play that part because I couldn't fire off that signal gun. Yeah, it has you, to recharge. Right? You have to. Uh, it, it's. You gotta be, like, real precise. You kinda have to use the tech roll to sort of roll out of the way of the beam, almost. And yeah. then to have enough time to shoot it. Or else it's, like... I found 
or else you because you charge it a little bit each time, but then you're literally just running and you do like a five percent of it and then run and then five percent more and it takes you like. I found that if you do like the the down the sights aim, mm-hmm. it goes a lot slower than if you just like press the trigger. I just press the trigger because you can hit anywhere on that thing pretty much. Yeah, the hitbox is and giant. Thing will... yeah. mm-hmm. But um, the first few times I'm like, why isn't this thing like? Why isn't this thing uh, like zeroing in? And I t- honestly thought it was a bug. I was on, I was on my iPad. I was like looking, looking like, what's this Rannick bug? And there were a few people who who tried to report on the the Bioware site, and so I, I honestly thought it was a bug. And then I went to a couple forum posts, and they're like, no, you just gotta dodge it a few times. I think that part would have been as effective as a cutscene. Due to the cutscene, have Shepard blow up the Reaper. Yeah, like, I don't. Mm, well, or or even you know what, do it as a cutscene, but then make it like a quick time event. Make me do a Paragon or a Renegade action to pull the trigger and blow him up, and then you still sort of have that interaction. It uh... still was pretty cool the way the sound, like the sound design. I particularly remember because it would like it would like zoom in on the thing, like the 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 signal would zoom in on not zoom in, but like close in on the Reaper, mm-hmm. and then as soon as it like hit that really high pitch note, fucking. The air, the air strikes would happen, and then the, the the reaper would get staggered. I'm like, fuck, that looks cool. Which is why, if they would have made that like super easy, and and you would have just passed it on the first try or whatever, yeah, it would have been so much better than having it to be super hard. And super that's kind of a problem with games in general, though. Like there are yeah. loads of games where it's really hard, but then it's trying to be this cinematic, fluid moment, and then you kind of have to do it over and over again. Yeah, and it does kind of ruin it. But then, what can you do about that? Well, that's that's why I said you know just make that a cutscene. Yeah. But um, what? Why ships in the twenty ninth century can't fucking shoot to the ground? What? You think they so? Always need a, a fucking signal it's gun. It's a big ass Reaper. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty big. Like you can probably see it from space. Okay, mm-hmm. with just your eyes. I'm gonna say that me on the ship up there, I can just eyeball it. Yeah. Without my glasses. <laughs> I guess you might blow up Shepard by accident, though, or something. I guess. Danger close, Shep. <laughs> she's, she, I'm sure she's been in a few danger close situations. She can handle it. Uh, so, you're sort of back on the rails. You, you, um, you're on Thessia. You get that VI. Uh, Kylang steals it, and then Shepard's like, That's it! I'm Fuck the Reapers, I'm going to fight Cerberus. And then you go and fight Cerberus. What happens at Cerberus? That reminds me, Shepard gets really testy at some points in the way that I wasn't expecting him to. He gets quite, like, upset. Like where? I can't, re- I can't remember. It was after... I think it's after you um, lose... What's Liara's homeworld called? I can't remember. Thessia. Thessia, yeah. After you lose Thessia, and then Joker tries to say something to him, and he's like, All these people died, you bastard! But you're given two options, I think, and they both result in Shepard just going mental. Yeah. Well, yeah, there were a few Joker's points. Joker's probably being a smart ass or something. There were a few points that I remember, and I have a note on this, where, um, I don't know if this is what you're referring to, George, but uh, it happened after, right before the final mission, I think, or even after that Thessia mission, where in my game, I betted Trainer one more time, and then they're sort of <laughs> having like this post-coitus uh, conversation, and um, what's the quote? It's I wrote it down here. Uh, Shepard says, I've done everything I can to win this war, and I wonder if it's enough. Do you guys remember that line? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, 
doesn't she wake up from a and one of those nightmares? Yeah, one right? of those nightmares. Yeah. yeah, and then she 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 says this line, and I'm like, holy shit, that was fucking awesome. Just because she's she's super confident and she's done all this stuff, but she's still doubting herself because like yeah. she's actually like really doubting herself. I think that sort of plays into that indoctrination theory too, because those those dreams are supposed to all be like she constantly has those nightmares oh, and yeah. she sees that kid who may or may not be real, like, always burning, and then she sees herself burning. Yeah. So I th- those dreams are supposed to, in this theory anyways, they're supposed to be, like, the Reapers are trying to break your will. Right. And then this is your mind sort of manifesting it. So that, mm-hmm. and then she kind of starts doubting herself because of that, which which sort of shows that she's succumbing to the indoctrination. Okay. Well, even, because I had no idea about this indoctrination theory as I was playing, but, like, I just like how... She sort of it humanized her. Really, I thought the dreams were were kind of dumb. I, I quite like them. I I liked it once, but then when they just reused the same sequence, except now he's burning, it reminded me a lot of the Dragon Age. Okay, we use the same map and we cemented over this door. <laughs> yeah, like that's that all. Like that just left a bad taste in my mouth. I hated how they gave you control. Yeah, those, that was dumb like, too. This is pointless. It was yeah. It was it was a bit pointless. But it, they, they were nice sequences. I thought. I thought it, I don't know they. We're kind of like, if something meaningful would have resulted from them, maybe like have Shepard like wake up screaming bloody murder or something. I don't know. Have Shepard sleepwalk and shoot Garrus. <laughs> I never miss. Indoctrinated. <laughs> I, it was. Uh, how do we get on that? Are we talking about something? Uh, George about mentioned Shepard, Shepard getting upset. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, th- I I sort of like that. I think right towards the end, it's sort of. Because, like, for this reason that Oliver doesn't like Master Chief is kind of the reason. Like, I like Shepard, but I think Shepard totally has the same, like, okay, Shepard's here, everything's fine now, infallible Shepard's here, Yeah, gonna save the day, and that's basically what happens time after time. So whenever they deviate from that, like when Kai Lang sort of messes yeah. you up and, and that stuff, that to me that is, that's when Shepard yeah. is the When most... Shepard shows flaws. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's uh, which is why that that quote resonated with me so much. Yeah, that's that's why when I mentioned that that quote unquote bad ending I got, that's why I like it the oh, best yeah. is because it shows that not everything has worked out. So right. Well, that's what I liked about the ending in general. I think because it wasn't, but it was kind of a. Uh, should we talk about the ending or should we wait? Until We're almost there. We're real close. So okay. uh, well, uh-huh. yeah, Shepard goes to attack uh, Cerberus. Um, try, I'm just reading through this summary here. Uh, the, you're basically looking for the elusive man. You're going to kill the elusive man, and you need to get uh, Vendetta. Is that the name of that Vi? Virgil. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, the the Vi, the, the Prothean Vi. I want to say the. Oh, it says Vendetta right here. Is it Vendetta? What it says? Does that sound right? Oh, I have never heard that word in this game. Oh, I don't remember that. No, Crucible. The VI what was named Crucible. Cru- Crucible. I don't know. I don't know what. Whatever. It's um, you got to go there and uh, get the thing, and that's where you fight Kai Lang in the Elusive Man's big star room. Oh chamber. my god, that was awesome! That you actually got to see that room. Yeah, yeah. You well, you got to see the whole star, right? There was. Yeah, because I remember. Yeah, I remember going through that system before that with like that big star, and because it's like a big fucking blue star, and yeah. it was like, wonder what could be around this. Like, you can't put I, two and two together, Shepard. I never ran into that one. Really? Post that? Huh. 
I honestly thought that that got unlocked. No, no, it was there. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. And uh, so you go there and you fight Kai Lang in that room and uh, you kill Kai Lang. That battle was hard too. Yes, I had to get him stuck I'll... on the geometry. I like that though. I like that 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 bit felt climactic, so that was good. I really liked it too. I I was sort of disappointed that you didn't get to fight the elusive man. I was really hoping for something there, or even just like he, he calls in wave after wave of guards, and then you fight your way through them to kill. The oh man. no! I'm so glad they didn't do that. That would have uh, just pissed me off. I thought it was awesome how all through two you saw the elusive man in his room, and Shep was the one on the vidcom. Yeah, but in this one. Shep was the one in the in the thing, and Elusive Man came through on the vidcom. I thought that was kind of cool, like cool symmetry. Yeah. And plus, being in that room, because of that, that was such an awesome set piece from two. Yeah, entering that room in three I was like, holy shit! This is the place where he hangs out. Yeah, it was, what was it what was that thing on the bombcast where they're like, they're talking about the Elusive Man. Do you remember? No, they're talking about the Elusive Man and about all like. He has his fingers in all these different pots, and in fact, like that big sun in the back is where he cooks up his crack or whatever. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm butchering the joke, but goddamn, those guys are funny. That. Does that does that explain his weird eyes? He's just a crack. <laughs> those, he's just a crack addict. If you go full Paragon in two, your eyes turn like that as well. Did Never you guys did. know that. So full Paragon is the equivalent to being a crack addict. <laughs> yeah. Because you're doing cool. the crack, so no one else can do the crack. Paragon. Ah, yeah. Paragon action. Keep it off the street. Okay, before we move on from this, there's a part after you kill, <laughs> or defeat Kai Ling, right? You're working at your computer doing whatever you need to do, mm-hmm. or working at Lucid Man's computer. But Kai Ling sneaks up on you, right? You mm-hmm. remember this? He's about to stab you because everybody's working at the computers and all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't you, like, spin around or something? But there's a renegade trigger yeah. for you to spin around and kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what happens you if you s- don't hit that? You yeah, stab him with a knife, right? You stab him with your Omni Blade. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what happens if you don't hit that? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe someone else shoots him for you? Maybe. Is it, is it, is it a game over or do, does it resolve itself? Can't a be a game point? over at that point. That would be. That would be like the ultimate cock tease. You're like right at the very cusp of fighting, taking the fight to the Reapers. And then Kai Lang just kills fucking Kai Lang just kills you. But that that's just a weird place to put a trigger, right? Yeah. Because if it's predetermined that you're going to kill this you guy, get get stabbed and then turn around and shoot him, right? Non fatally stabbed or or someone else shoots him. He's sneaking up on you, and that guy does not miss. I hate how they're all just blindly like doing doing, doing computer stuff, guys. <laughs> and I hate how they can just hack into the elusive man is supposed to like have the most resources of anyone. He's got, like, f- fucking giant mechs and shit in this one. Yeah. Which he totally held out on us Yeah, where was, where was my mech in two? Fighting the collectors wouldn't have been no thing with <laughs> it these. It would have been so much easier with an Atlas mech. And, um... <laughs> going off topic here, did you guys get the achievement for hijacking a mech? You can, like, crack yes. the windshield somehow yes. and hide... I could never get it. I'm, no. on, I'm on the cusp of platinuming that game. I'm so excited. Oh, I could never get it. Um... <laughs> What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, they're, they're just typing with the computers and oblivious Kai Lang just sneaking up. Yeah, that's. I, I thought that was like. Because obviously, yeah, you're going to push the renegade trigger, right? Because he's sneaking up and you know something needs to happen. Maybe the game just hangs until you push it and just hangs over you. <laughs> but then, like, the, the whole thing with the renegade trigger is implying that it's the, the kind of the 
I don't want to use the word bad, but it's, it, that's it's kind of going down there. Really. It's like the bad end of the option, and then like the, the paragon's like the good end of the option. Yeah. So maybe, like he's he's about to kill you. What's the good thing you can do that's yeah. not doesn't maybe, involve? Maybe you don't kill him. Is what it is. You just turn around and you punch him or something to the ground. Or you just let yourself die and die a martyr or something. Sure, like just disarm him. Well, yeah. Well, this is a pretty. This is a. This is a brutal death. You fucking omni blade like to the gut or whatever. And then, so maybe you just turn around and punch him down or something. Mm. Yeah. Japanese yeah. eye poke. <laughs> Disarm him. Just talk him out of it. And <laughs> so you get the, uh, you get the VI back, which it seems weird that they just left that when the elusive man didn't didn't take that with him. He just left it there. I think he sort of explains it in that conversation, where he's like, "Well, I've um, I've gotten what I needed." Because at that point he knows that this that the citadel is the crucible, right? Which uh, that was a pretty cool revelation, I thought actually. Like, yeah. oh, the citadel! I remember that. Yeah. I had to picnic with Garrus on that. Yeah. <laughs> so you get that, and then um, and then you go back to Earth. Yeah, that's when you. That's that's the beginning of the end. Yeah. Get back to Earth. Got all your ducks in a row. You got your affairs in order. Do your Van Dam. Oh, shit. <laughs> Tell me about the Van Dam. Do you remember this instance, uh, George? Oh, fuck. I, f- I forget what part it is, but... you're ta- I think you're talking to Garrus? You're talking to somebody, but she does... Rex, maybe? Shepard does the, the Van Dam. Like, on every Van Dam movie poster, you gotta uh... know what I'm talking about. Nice. He's kind of got his arm up. He's like he's got his arm up. He's flexing and he's looking into like the camera. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, Shepard. No. Just... Look up, look up the the movie poster for Double Impact. Look up the movie poster for um, any Van Damme movie, honestly. And she, do, Shepard, does this this exact thing. Yeah. Okay. Right there. Oh yeah. Okay. I see, what, you, I see what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> And yeah, I'm glad Matt, uh, you you were sitting next to me when this happened. Yeah, but we both laughed our asses off, and it was just so weird that they decided to use this action. And it was one of those can motions too. I'm sure he's just out of place. Because actually, the elusive man does that too. He's posing for his movie poster, right? Um, no, at the very end when he's sort of controlling you, and you have the gun to Anderson, he does that motion, and that's when you shoot Anderson. Anyways, there was a bit. There was, there was kind of a similar problem in the second game. I remember where one of the casual outfits for the female shepherd was a dress or like a cocktail dress or something. Mm-hmm. And then one of the animations is her just sitting there with her legs spread wide apart in front of Garrus. <laughs> it was just really, it's quite bizarre. That's funny. Yeah, she does always sit with her legs spread super far apart. No, I think when she's like lounging, yeah, like, yeah. like resting like a beer <laughs> on her gut or something. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that was the beginning of the end. Uh, what did you guys think of Earth? It was, it was okay. I don't. I have to say, as someone who's obviously from the UK, it's pretty surreal using a, one of those old-fashioned telephone boxes as a as a cover. Cover. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I can I can go I can go outside and just sort of see one of those. It's like, that was a bit weird. Doesn't doesn't Doctor Who fly around in one of those or something? He does. Yes, yes. And in there his you go. So I said I think I said that to you that night that you were playing it, and you're like. Doctor, 
Doctor, I, I said Doctor Who, and I'm pretty sure you went Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, I just missed it. Or made a bad joke. We're quirky that way. <laughs> it's um, um, I didn't like the obligatory like. I'm gonna call everybody, see what's up. Now I like that. I like that. It's just the guy standing by the f- fucking phone. He's like, "Would you like me to call anyone for you?" I like that, but yeah, the way it was, in, it was in the form of the the conversation wheel. Yeah, so where it just, sort of reset back to the just buddy. One the after operator. another, just fire, 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 fire. Get through all of them. Yeah. But fucking. I mean, that's the curse of the 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 engine, like we've been talking yeah. about all night. Talk to cool. Jack. Uh, nice hairpiece. Yeah, I I liked checking in on everybody before. Yeah. Well, I would I would have rather had them be on Earth. Like, why aren't they? They all said they were going to help. How come they're not on Earth? Because a is... lot of people were helping with the with the Crucible. Okay. Apparently, all of them were helping. Yeah. With all the right. Crucible. But also, like Grunt was on like a ground team elsewhere. Okay. Um, I don't know what the fuck Jacob was. Why? Doing. It seems like they. It seems like this would be the most important thing. Like, why ground team? Abandon everything else. This is our one chance to maybe stop the Reapers. But um, it was a whole, like, joint ops. Like, these guys are doing whatever over there to help to allow Shepard to trudge up the middle. Yeah. Apparently they, Shepard is, like, they send, like expendable, uh, expendable enough to be ground force. Yeah, they send a tank, and Shepard's in with, like, the cannon fodder. <laughs> it, uh, so you, you gotta get... You, you have to get to that beam, right? Well, before we go on, I just... So yeah, it, t- it takes place in the UK. With that ring, other than the the telephone box or telephone, um, stand, wow. did that ring. It's it's like I mean, there's Big Ben there, but it's a bit. You know that bit in um, Modern Warfare Three when they blow up the kid. Did, did have yeah. you guys seen that bit? I, it, it, it was the same thing, but it was like a bunch him, of them. Right? No, what? They, no. It's like doesn't he get gassed? <laughs> They're in London, and all the poison gas is going off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened in your game if you chose to... Yeah, and two, if you save Price from the gulag, (laughs) and the poison gas was enabled. If you renegade-triggered Makarov. (laughs) They should have uh, interrupts in Call of of Duty games. It'll just be shoot the guy in the face. (laughs) They're probably going to have more. Shoot the the guy in the face. (laughs) But what I was going to say was... um, yeah, there's a bit in that where it's just a bunch of American tourists, and then they're in the UK, but they really have to signpost it, and it was kind of awkward. And it was the same thing here. It's like, it's Big Ben, and it's a pillar box or whatever. So it was just kind of a bunch of archetypal stuff, and it was like, it was nice, but... And then, and London looks like that anyway, so... Just all bombed Rubble. out and destroyed. Yeah, yeah, you could... You could <laughs> And rainy, if apparently. It, yeah, yeah. You just walk out of Paddington Station, and it pretty much looks like it look, does in the game anyway. So it's, it doesn't look like anything's been destroyed. It looks exactly the same. Well, it's, you don't live in London, right? You're. I live near London. I live okay. in um, Reading, which is half an hour away. So. Okay, so I guess that. Well, it's sort of like we live in Canada, and the first part of that game is in Vancouver. Yeah, is that that fir- first home part was. Like, um... It didn't mean shit to me. The first part was modeled for to be like Vancouver, and I think Anderson actually mentions he was in Vancouver. Yeah, and I well, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, it looks like the Canuck fans didn't burn it down yet. But um, a little hockey joke <laughs> for you there. <laughs> I was actually I was that sort of rang pretty cool with me because I, I I had a little bit of pride there. If and you I know, wouldn't have told me that you can see the whatever building, 
or there's like a some monumental building that yeah, is still it's, there. I uh, would uh, never so. have known. No, and I don't think they make a big deal of it. And even like Anderson mentions it in passing, but I just thought that was kind of cool. Anderson states the obvious. Captain states the obvious. Anderson. Anyways, let's move on. I guess. It's been a long time since I've. Did they reach Vancouver? Canada? <laughs> the moon? <laughs> so uh, you get on Earth, you check in with everybody, and then you got to get to this beam that is. They, they've been using it to. Uh... Earth was so fucking hard. Yeah, that like, was where you got to fight the brutes. The brutes. The brutes aren't shit. Like, the brutes are easy, I think. But, like, the banshees are so bloody hard. Yeah. Unless. Unless you have whatever biotics or tech skills to like the neutralize, are fucking hard for everybody I to think. neutralize the barrier shields on a banshee. Like holy shit, that is so hard. Did you actually fight your way through that part where there's, there's like the missile launcher and you got to get to it? No, I no, just, I just ran, stri- ran straight forward. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I had to do because I kept dying on insanity. I had to. I like because my buddy was with me watching me play that, and he's like, you know, you can just run to the thing. And I tried running to the thing, but it, it didn't have the prompt. Like, I literally had to kill, like, at least one before that prompt came up. Really? So, well, I was like, pulling like a, my hair There's up. a missile launcher on that part hidden away on one of the side buildings. You yeah, get. and I used it to kill the... What's that flying thing called? The Harvester. I I feel like there's one after. Really? Yeah, I, th- I think there might even be two hidden in, like, a store. There's, like, one on one side I of the street one and one the on store. the other side of the street or something. I don't really remember. Oh, <sighs> my God. I was... Like, at this game... I played the whole thing on Insanity, and I didn't find it hard up until these points. Yeah, I totally agree. This was the first, one and of the like, first, Kai Lang was really tough for me, and then this was fucking impossible. Yeah, But, like, Kai Lang, once once I figured out that he was susceptible to overload, overload and I was lucky to, enough to have brought Garrus and Ashley, who had overload, hmm. that, that battle became easy. But it took a bunch of time for me to try try to make that happen. With these Banshees... Because I didn't have anything that was effective against barriers, I thought I'd be stuck there. And I thought... I thought I This is where you are going to cop out? Like, well, ten minutes away from the end? I mean, yeah, like, that was the thing. Like, I was this close to getting the Insanity Trophy, and I was thinking, like, fuck, I need to turn this down for me to pass this. Being indoctrinated. Pretty much. Hopelessness. <laughs> it, uh, so this... There's, um... The part where you're running towards the beam, like you kind of you get the missile launcher and you blow up that reaper, and then Harbinger comes down and starts like blowing your team up. Are you with if me? You, on that bit, if you don't make it to the beam, do you die? Because it seems kind of pointless if you like you're running towards the beam and then like obviously it, it catches you in the end anyway. But then if you were to sort of like enter some kind of fail state before that does it kill you in game over or does it just get you gives you straight to the next bit i think it kills you in you game over and then you start you start from where because the harbinger comes down and blows you up and then everything after that is kind of like you don't have your squad you can't use your powers you can't change weapons so i think it just starts you at the beginning of that that game state whatever that is it's um but i mean if you prescribe to the Subscribe. Subscribe, prescribe. Prescribe is one. Here, if you, take this sheet and you can get some medicine. If you prognose, <laughs> pro- diagnose. Subscribe is when you <laughs> fill out the card, send it in the mail, and you get Game Pros. 
Okay. Mark yeah, that one. So if you get the game pros for the indoctrination ending, it's, um... Like, this is kind of the crux of it. This is where th- this whole theory sort of picks up, is after Harbinger lands and then sort of blows you up. And I'm going to try and remember as much as I can. There's a ton of videos on YouTube and, and all around. It goes into, like, a slow motion phase where you're running towards the beam. Mm-hmm. But it, you were explaining to me how, like, the, even the camera angle is totally different from yeah. the rest of the game. So For the first time ever, like, the camera is over the other shoulder. Yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah. Were you gonna say oh, did, did did you guys um, have you guys seen the Marauder Shields meme? It's quite funny. Marauder Cause Shields like, meme. Yeah, because the uh, it, it, the last enemy you technically fight is the one of those Marauders. And it yeah, says, he like, pops out of the Mar- yeah. rock, and then it's like it says Marauder Shields, and then there's this big joke now. Everyone's saying that like that's the final boss battle, and then that he was that he was there to try and stop you from the ending. Which is the joke that everyone's saying, <laughs> like. They're saying, oh, Marauder... Like, his name is Marauder Shields. It's, I don't know. it's a meme. It lost me. <laughs> I hate internet memes. It, um, yeah, so, I, I hate them too. So you get blown up, and then you have this... The, the camera's at a new angle. This is where... Um, like, the game changes in a way that it it really shouldn't. This is where, if you sort of look into this theory, that, that from here on, it is yeah. all in Shepard's head, and it is all Shepard kind of fighting against the indoctrination and there's there's a couple things where um the camera you have a pistol with infinite ammo which has never, never happened um there's if you look around there's actually like the, the trees and, and bushes that weren't there that are the black like spindly burnt up ones from your dream i never noticed those. which is yeah. which is one of the most compelling ones i think for you me. also have but, like um, the the weird like Shadowy tendrils, visions. yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the around tendrils your, around your screen. It's uh, so uh, I mean, there's a ton of videos online. If you look up any of these, you can uh, you can see exactly what I'm talking about. They laid out really well. Um, I'll actually I'll probably post one in the show notes just uh, for ease. But um, so you you make it to the beam, which there's a couple things too where it seems weird. Like okay, Harbinger blew you up, but he didn't kill you, and then he just left, and for some reason he's just he just buggered off, and then they just decided to, like, they just leave this beam running all the time, even though they yeah. know that Shepard is, this is Shepard's one chance to maybe destroy them, yeah. and he's making a beeline for it. Like, well, my work here is done. I'm yeah. going back to Vancouver to <laughs> finish that job. And then he, so he, you make it to the beam, and you get shot up to the Citadel, and, um, and then when you're in the Citadel, you're in this weird hallway with, uh, uh actually, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Um, when you're on the ground... Hackett, you can hear him on your radio. He's like, everyone's dead. Nobody made it. Like, fall back, fall back. Which is I heard communication, but I never asked to pay attention to yeah, it. Well, he's just telling everyone to retreat, which seems weird because you already know that this is your last-ditch effort. He sh- like, shouldn't he be sending everything at this? Hmm. Get as many people up to the Citadel yeah, that as he can? Point. But anyways, so, so you hear Hackett saying retreat, which, I mean, it, it makes sense. If Shepard is indoctrinated, it's the whole, like, hopelessness thing. And uh, whatever, Shepard makes do the thing, goes up, and then um, there's all these corpses. You're in this tunnel with all these bodies. And if you actually look at the bodies, they're like faceless, kind of shapeless. Like something's weird about these bodies. I saw that, and I'm like, okay, well, shit's going, like, obviously, because I had no idea about this. I never read anything about the ending so this is all f- fresh for me. Yeah. And I saw that. I'm like, okay, well, shit is going down on the 
on the Citadel, obviously it's been moved. The Reapers have control of it. Yeah. And, like, maybe. I guess they're just piling bodies. Maybe they're just making husks or whatever. And those Seekers. The thing that I don't understand, the thing that I... Keepers. I mean, I'm, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm missing something here, but with the indoctrination theory... How come all of this stuff suddenly kicks off in the last sort of 10 to 15 minutes of the game? The, all, all of that stuff seems to be like all of this stuff that's compacted into the last 15 minutes. But then, and then everything else is just the odd incidental detail throughout the entire of the rest of the trilogy. So is that how indoctrination works? Where it's kind of like a very slow process and then right at the end it just goes... Phew. Like well, Saren talks about how as a subject gets more indoctrinated, it gets like less capable... And then, I think it's a th- you could explain it by okay. Shepard is real close to destroying the Reapers, so they're so gonna they're, like, they're gonna hit him with everything yeah, they've got. Putting, like they gotta turning. shut him down now or never. So Harbinger comes down and and turns it on or yeah. however it works. And um, I'm I watched a really great video that the one I linked to you, George, where it kind of has like all the Saren quotes and stuff, and it sort of ties it all together really well. Yeah, that video was really well put together, but I just don't, I don't buy it personally. No, what? it just, it just seems, it just seems so like it's just like the odd thing here and there, and then suddenly it just sort of skyrockets into all these, this symbolism and these incidental details that what do you mean, seems a, to bit, bit too random for me. It's a, if it isn't the indoctrination theory, it seems like there's a lot of like bad writing, basically a lot of because you get onto the citadel and then. Um, Hackett already said nobody made it, and he's calling everybody back and saying retreat. And then you hear Anderson, who's like, "I made it in a couple minutes behind you, or whatever. Go ahead and I'll go ahead without me. Like I'll catch up." And then so you go down the one pathway that there is, unless this beam magic, like maybe it puts you on different parts of the citadel. If maybe it's racist and black guys got to go to this <laughs> door and everyone else goes here. I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> So, you, oh god, you're up there, and <laughs> like you just get there. You don't see Anderson. He's like, "I'm two minutes behind you. Go ahead." And so you go, and you go into the room with one entrance. There's like one walkway that you're on. I don't think they really put like time on it, but he just... said, "He says I, I got in a couple minutes behind you." He says, "Behind you is is what to take away from that." Like after you, really. Yeah, and I then, don't really know. I didn't catch that. But, but he says he's behind you, and then you go. There's one. There's like very clearly one way into this room because it's like a walkway, and then kind of a big circular platform that you sort of have your yeah, conversation yeah. on. And then Anderson somehow walks in like off camera, like stage left. Like he walked behind you, and then had to walk around you. To like I'm gonna set up this cool entrance when Shepard gets here. I'm gonna wheel up. Yeah, and or, I'm gonna wheel up zero and then walk around. The yeah, and he he, he he like beats you there somehow, even though he's behind you. I don't know if that's. I don't. I think you've got your timeline wrong. Where I think it's. I, I I think he was meant to have been there before you, but like that's sort of where the questioning comes from because you were the only one walking up. Because that's Am how I getting mixed up. Yeah, I think you get mixed up. Something there's something with that because, timing. There's some the timing is wrong. Yeah, however all it of is. this all of this stuff to me, uh, the way I saw it was that. When Shepard gets hit by that beam, he's basically, you know, hanging on for dear life. Well, that's... And, yeah, and then that's, a, lot of that, a lot of that stuff could be interpreted as he's just really badly beaten up and basically delirious. Yeah, that's when, that when, is... When he's, talking, when he's talking to Anderson, they're both basically talking like... And it's really good voice acting, actually. That's what I really liked about that scene. And then you can see just from the, the appearance of the character models that they're, like, they're basically pulp. 
like they're just covered in blood and, and like the whole thing is really kind of woozy. Yeah. So they... I just thought that it's just like a physical thing. Like he's just basically being beaten to shit, and now he's just you know the whole thing has that kind of dreamlike quality to it. But I think that was put into create that doubt that's that's part of like because if he's just going in he's perfectly healthy and then yeah. you're like well this is okay he's clearly in like something is up he's clearly indoctrinated or, or or drugged or something so i mean it's it's sort of to keep you know don't it's sort of so that nothing is written in stone and, and you have to kind of guess at it but there's a you kind you get into that platform and then the elusive man also comes in off camera like from the closet Anderson was hiding in or whatever and then um Stop choosing. yeah it's supposed to, like <laughs> the way I sort of looked into it was it's supposed to represent the two different parts of Shepard's mind like yeah this is interesting uh the elusive man is to- is there and he's like messed up kind of like Saren was he's like part robot now and he's all got like corruption on his face and shit yeah. and that's supposed to represent like Shepard's the the part of Shepard's mind that is succumbing to the indoctrination, and then the other side is Anderson is supposed to be the part that's resisting, and you kind of have to choose. Um, like Anderson, there's there's a couple of ways that the dialogue plays out where um, uh, I think Anderson always gets shot, like in in the arm, he gets shot in the shoulder or something. By the you, uh, the elusive man makes you shoot him when he's demonstrating his control. He does the Van Dam, yeah. and you shoot him in the shoulder, and then. Um, and then you either talk the elusive man into killing himself, shoot the elusive man. It's either or, either or, but he or the elusive man shoots Anderson, and then you shoot the elusive man. Yeah, which is supposed to be kind of like this. There's a lot of parallels to Saren there, where he kind of overcomes the indoctrination and shoots himself. So mm-hmm. that's your you are overcoming the indoctrination, and you that part of your mind basically it you know symbolically kills right. itself. Right. Yeah. And then there's there's a thing too where Anderson gets shot in the left arm, and then when they're both sitting after it's all resolved, if Anderson lives, they're both sitting there, and Shepard looks down, and his left arm is covered in blood. Like they, there's a very clear like the camera goes from Shepard's face to yeah, his arm, like he looks at his arm, and it's covered in blood, which is supposed to kind of be because Anderson is part of Shepard's mind. It's it's all Shepard, like Shepard. Okay, is, got shot there basically. Right. And um, and then that like weird elevator. Yeah, it just rises up. Yeah, it like opens to space. There's just space is happening. Cause there's like there's no like roof or anything, but you're like okay, there's force fields or whatever. Yeah. And then there's that weird elevator that just goes up. Cause Hackett calls you. Yeah. That was another thing too, where Hackett thinks that nobody made it, cause he's like everybody fall back, no one made it, retreat. And then Hackett calls you. He's like Shepard. Nothing's happening. Nothing's around. happening. We yeah. need help. So you you take that mysterious elevator, and then there's the space ghost of that kid, kid in your dreams, and he he basically tells you, yeah, you can kill the Reapers if you want, but that's like there will be peace, but it won't last because synthetic life will rise up and will kill organic life, which is basically they don't want you to do that because that's like you overcoming your indoctrination. They're like, don't do this; it'll it'll work out badly. Do one of the others. Control the Reapers, which is what the Elusive Man basically represented, and Saren was. They thought they were in control. Yeah. Or you can merge synthetic and organic, organic life, which is also what the Reap- the Reapers you know process people into synthetic life. So it's it's still playing to the Reapers, and that's why 
the um, choice to destroy them is is presented so negatively because it's supposed to be the indoctrination. They don't want you to. Yeah. And then, so if you pick that choice, you basically beat the indoctrination, which is um, if you have 100% readiness or, or close to... Just and, over that number. And you um, you choose to destroy the Reapers, then you get a scene after where Shepard is in rubble and you he breathes she or gasps, she breathes. Gasps yeah, for life, yeah. Which is basically Harbinger came down, blew you into like a building or something. You got like thrown off the street and you're still on Earth in rubble, but you just overcame the indoctrination, so you kind of wake up. Hmm. You feel me? Yeah, and like like I said, I played through this without this whole indoctrination theory. And so I figured I did all that stuff. And then, because each ending says that you die, says that Shepard dies, yeah. this little bonus thing, because you did all this war, war, war asset stuff, is that she she actually lives, and that's that's all I picked up from, and that's why I was sort of dissatisfied. Yeah, well, it, it, like it feels like a cop out too. Like it's uh, uh, the the space ghost. Who knows better than the space ghost what these things are gonna do? Yeah. And then what the thing is that he lives, even though it and you get engulfed in flames. Sort of lending to the whole indoctrination theory about picking which 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 uh, situation to end off on. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you touched on it, but. The, the actual colors yeah that uh, that they present mm. whereas blue was always the paragon yeah. choice and red that's... was a renegade but in the in in the sort of like vision that they show blue what, what was blue blue was take blue control. Was control blue was the vision was the elusive man yeah. grabbing the yeah the and it was elusive man and then blue is uh, the control was also essentially letting the reapers live. Yeah, and, and it, red. Red was he shoots the thing and it like blows up in his face. Anderson, yeah, shooting the thing, destroying the reapers. So I mean, that's that's the further place yeah. to the elusive man is the, the like the parts of your mind. Yeah, and that that uh, further so... plays into like the uh, the indoctrination theory where the reapers are saying like, look, um, the the right choice, like, and I think this is sort of like I don't know if it would be subconscious, but like people who have been. Well, that's playing where it, the game, sort of think like, oh, okay, well, the blue is a good choice, yeah. red is the bad choice. That's where it's sort of is like it's indoctrinating the player almost. Yeah, which I thought was like if if none of this is how it is, and it's just yeah, like it's it's just it's shitty writing at that point because it's like Hackett already knows that no one's up there, but he's calling Shepard knows it doesn't work. But and like it's gotta be. I mean, I if, am so convinced that it has if, to be. If this it ha- if it theory. isn't like then. This totally nullifies this whole conversation, this whole podcast, and we've wasted Basically. four hours of our life talking about oh, this. Oh, don't say that. I think, you know, <laughs> if, like, I think the ride is great, the The build-up to the end is super, super good, yeah, but yeah. if the end, it turns out, is, like, they released this new DLC they're doing that expands on it, and it turns out that this is these are all just happy accidents, I am gonna, like, then I am back, um, this ending sucks, is, I am back with that camp. Well... Let me explain why I'm disappointed in the ending. And it's not because I'm particularly di- disappointed that it was like, a th- a th- like push this button to- for this ending, push that button for that ending. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really mind that. My disappointment is is that you destroyed the mass relays, right? I don't think you're not supposed to destroy them. All of them get destroyed in all of them. No, it's it's like the beam just spreads through them. I don't think... You they don't all de- get destroyed. Are they destroyed? Yeah. So that... mass relays are destroyed, um, in all in all instances, 
but uh, like what happens then, right? You got all the forces, you've gathered all these forces, and they're making, they're helping you making this assault on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Mass relays are destroyed. What are people going to do? What are not just people, but what are like the Turians going to do? What are the Krogan going to do? What about the Geth who are all, all floating around in like uh, outer space just outside of Earth? Well, the Geth can make it back. They don't age. Well, yeah, okay, they're fine. Good, there's some closure for the Geth. But the Turians, it, 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 it explains in throughout the games where Turians cannot eat human food. What are they going to do? It's And so there's a, this, there's like, there's like consequences for what happens after, but they never explain it. Yeah, it's a thing too where if this indoctrination theory is correct, then, okay, Shepard got waylaid before the beam... Now what? Does he stop the Reapers? Do the Reapers take over Earth? Like, see, you see, what happens now is that Bioware have shot themselves in the foot by agreeing to release the extra stuff as a free DLC. Because now everyone's come up with the the indoctrination theory. They should have just gone, yeah, yeah, that. But now whatever they release now is probably going to contradict something. Yeah. And then it'll well, they, throw the whole thing out the window. The only way to kind of play to that indoctrination theory is to have Shepard push himself out of the rubble and then proceed to the beam and activate the crucible basically because I mean that indoctrination theory ending is not it doesn't conclude that story at all you still have a chapter hanging where because Shepard never made it to the beam Shepard never destroyed the reapers Shepard just beat the indoctrination right so he's still in theory on earth and trying to get to the crucible to destroy the reapers so like where's the finality so I think that it was always written like this, and they always planned to release DLC. I just think the DLC was going to cost you money until everybody got <laughs> went crazy about this ending. Hmm. And that's Mass Effect. Well, mm. we didn't even touch on like the three different <laughs> outcomes. Yeah, there's... Um... Let me tell you what happened with me. Tell me what happened with you. It was late in the day. It was very late after my niece's party. And I decided to play some Mass Effect. I thought I could get it done. You're a little drunk because your niece is three, and let's face it, a lot of drinking at those parties. No, <laughs> I don't but even want to know. I was just, ex- I was just exhausted. I got Where up to the going? point. I got up to the point where the kid's talking to me, mm-hmm. right? And he's laying this out like, "You've got these three choices. This one does this. This one does this, and this one does this. Um, go make, go ahead and make a decision. Shoes me off." Um. So I'm like, well, I'm just way too tired. I cannot like, I cannot watch this to like even comprehend it. So I it saves, and then I turned it off. And then the next morning, I'm like, yes, I'm finally gonna beat Mass Effect. So I turn it on, and I thought like I would go to one of these things, and they'd sort of give me like a prompt, like if you choose this, this will happen. X to confirm. Because mm-hmm. I totally forgot what the kid said. I was late late in the night. So I'm like, I don't know which one does which. I know that this one's blue, this one's red, and the the middle one's whatever. I didn't even have the middle option available to me. No? My readiness really? was not uh, high enough. Wow, weird. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I if I go to one, I'm sure they'll explain it to me before I, I make like a final decision. So whatever, I'm walking forward into the middle one, and suddenly she drops the gun. And she starts running into the beam. <laughs> no, like, no, no, no! Yeah. I wasn't ready for this. And that, so, that that pissed me off as well. It's just like you, you, I thought there was going to be a "Are you sure?" sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, but... I, it literally picked. I, 
I picked one at random. Shepard can't afford to hesitate. And that's the one. That's the one. Ha- <laughs> the the one that happened. The the synthesis one. Yeah. Which I sort of find to be the most satisfactory of all the endings. That one. That one doesn't make any sense. No. What? In in the whole context of the game, it doesn't make any sense. What? The one I would have picked had I known which which ending was which was to destroy the destroy the Reapers because that one falls in line with everything I've been trying to do. So with that synthesis one, but as it happens, like yeah. Well, there's that thing with all of them where the the Normandy, depending on your readiness, the Normandy somehow outruns the wave, even though it like it just dropped you off on Earth. It should be like fighting on Earth. Another point is why is the Normandy speeding off elsewhere? Yeah, a lot of people pointed that out. And it's why a, is like that's a plot hole. Why are why is your teammates there? They were with me on Earth. All of a sudden, they're like, all right. Yeah, now they're back on the Normandy. Peace. And away they go. Joker's coming to pick me up. You can handle this, right, Shep? I gotta go. And then, yeah, like, they're speeding off to someone where God knows where yeah. Joker's driving them to. But he, they're trying to outrun one of the beams. Because you get... When Harbinger, like, blows you up, your team is with you. And then suddenly they're not yeah. with you, so... And then, like, crash lands. But with the synthesis one, it's sort of like, okay, cool. He, he, like, Life comes, is gonna go on. He like comes out of the ship and then has like circuit board skin. But even even then, like, what happens after? I don't know because they're on this like mystery planet and the relays are destroyed and the Normandy is fucked up. So I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Like I don't know why and even in, why even put that in. That's what? that's why I found so uh, unsatisfactory with these endings. That my uh, well, my, my opinion of the ending. Um, in general, was that I I kind of liked it, but it, it was uh, to me it struck me as a kind of an odd mix, like mishmash of stuff that was really really dark and strange, and then stuff that was kind of happy ever after. Like you know, after the credits roll, you get that sort of oh, tell me another story about the shepherd. Voiced by Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. Was that Buzz Aldrin? Yeah. Oh. Did you ever notice him in the credits? No. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin, Stargazer. Huh. And I was thinking, like, who is that? I'd love to be... I I mean, well, they they roped him in for it to to get him to say one or two lines. I mean, what was he... He must have been been expensive, presumably. I actually thought (laughs) that was Martin Sheen, again, doing a different voice. It sounds sounds a lot like Martin Sheen. It might as well have been. I mean, what's the point? Just to say that, oh, yeah, we, we roped this guy into saying a few lines, and you... Well, it's and ironic. then like it's, one of the first men on the moon. It's, first yeah, no, it's, the moon. it's it's cool, but then you don't realize it's him unless you really know him, I guess. It's like until the credits roll. It's like oh, life. Life goes on. Life continued in the galaxy. Somehow they overcame not having mass relays because thousands then, of years later. I would have preferred the ending if it had just gone horribly wrong and the Reapers have won. Because that that I thought that was kind of what it was uh, leading up to. It's got this really weird, dark vibe to it. And then at the end, like, you know, you get that final shot where they've crash landed on the planet and then Joker and Reedy are kind of hugging in some happy ever after land in this, this kind of, uh, you know, paradise sort of world. And I thought they could have just, they could have just axed that and just yeah, left it yeah. in, implying that everything went to shit. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't know why they put that Joker and Edie, like, I don't know why they needed the Normandy to crash land on a planet, if not to set up some DLC or something in the future. Ah, Which there's seems, a sequel in that. Uh, they said they're done with the story arc. They, but I mean, they've said that with Master Chief, and now we have three more Halo games on well, the way. Yeah, so. 
Fucking awesome. <laughs> the thing with Mass Effect, and uh, this harkens back to my friend uh, Max Gonzalez, that there's a ton, there's a million stories that can be told in this universe. Yeah, so to stop telling cool. Shepard's story. Yeah, but like, if this is clear and concise, the end of Shepard's story, which I hope, which I guess in some games it is, but if they do decide to go on with that whole like breath thing, that sort of sucks, but... Just close it. Close it. Finally... Yeah. You know what? I would have yeah. been okay with, yeah, Shepard dies and the Reapers win and fuck you. Yeah. And you just spent the last five years of gaming for essentially nothing. Well, it, it goes on, and I've complained about this a lot on the podcast where I had wished Snake offs himself yep. in, in, at the end of the game. Sorry if I spoiled that for you. This is spoilers for Metal Gear. <laughs> Put <laughs> that on the... Spoiler cast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked how... If you didn't get that uh, that that final that bonus scene of Shepard taking a breath, your Shepard is dead, and that's it. Yeah, I mean that bonus scene of the breath was a lot better than that bonus scene of the Normandy. Fuck the Normandy. It's not a bonus scene. It's, yeah. it's well, baked in. whatever. It's it just even just on a simple tonal level, it's like you've gone through this bit that almost it's basically kind of like Silent Hill esque, and then sudden then to have it finish off in this. I mean, the, those two bits, the bit, like, like you said, with Joker and Edie on that planet, and it's such a stereotypical, like, happy ever after shot. And then the bit after the credits as well, with the sort of, oh, you know, tell me another story. Isn't it? Uh, and also, that was kind of a pretty clunky way of um, just throwing you back into the world to yeah. do all the uh, yeah. other side quests as well. It's like, if you do that, and then... And then oh. it's, it's Buzz Aldrin is just telling me tell, I, telling this story. I didn't even connect that. No, okay, you're too busy right. being indoctrinated to even see what's right. in your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that kind of. And it slaps you in the face as well. It's like you, you 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 do. There's that ending bit, and then this weird little message comes up. Just so that's kind of it just says, "Oh, the legend of Shepherd lives on forever and ever, and you can continue living it on through uh, extra content and DLC." And that was the part where I was like, what? Have you really just done that? And then it just chucks you back into a few yeah. hours before the game ends. It's like, why? Yeah, I mean, they... I, I guess it, I, it, I'm glad that they didn't do a Fallout 3 and just lock you out entirely, but they surely they didn't need to explain it away. It was happy loading up an old save file. Yeah, I, it was. They were, they were a bit heavy-handed about all that stuff, but... So my bone... My bone to pick was because was um, that they didn't ex- like give closure to like what happened afterwards. Yeah, right. It, regardless of which ending theory you falling subscribe to, falling in the the whole Bioware scheme of things. I don't know if you guys. I don't know, George, if you played through the Dragon Ages. Uh, I played. I actually played half of both of them. Okay, well, you've never finished them then. It's like finishing no. one. <laughs> <laughs> what happens at the end of Dragon Age, depending on your choices and okay, stuff? Dragon Age spoilers coming here, guys. They'll give you, they'll give you sort of like a slideshow and some text to sort of like give you closure on what happened to what, what whatever characters and whatever like lands you affected, right? And like the, yeah. it'll change depending on if you saved one queen or let one live, or you you let uh, this this one king take over, or whatever. Right? Like at the end of uh, Fallout 3, they do the yes. same thing, don't they? Yes. Yeah. It's sort of like just some like lo-fi slideshow that they give Still you. Still images, yeah. yeah. With the voiceover. Matt, you're familiar with what I'm talking about? Yes. Would you have liked it 
if they did that with this game? Um, it's now I would have knowing what I know now. But I mean, if that would have been how it was originally, I would have went like a like oh. Glad you guys fucking broke the bank and just took your Dragon Age stills and painted <laughs> painted Shepard's face over the Hero for Eldens. I think I would have been pretty. I would have felt cheated at the time. Yeah, I think it's hard. It's hard to know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Sort of a damned if you do, damned if because I mean, it, there's already like all 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 Bioware games are the same now. Every conversation wheel. All, you know, a lot of glaring similarities, and I mean, uh, that would have been having, one too many. Good having dinner. said that, having said that, I'd just like to say that you should, everyone should go and play Jade Empire, because it gets overlooked, and it's actually a really good game. It never got a sequel, but I think Jade Empire is way better than um, Dragon Age Origins. I mean, I like what I played of Dragon Age Origins, but... I, I like. I, I think Jade, uh, Jade Empire gets overlooked, and I think it's, uh, it's worth playing. I went back and tried to play it, and it shows its age really really shows its age in some places but i still think it's a good game hmm. um well yeah it's three hours have, we, have we exhausted this or what We've got some emails yeah um, hey any last thoughts on we talked about the green ending i mean the blue ending is you're supposed to control the reapers but the green for, and blue are better are basically worse. the exact same ending Except, like, with a color change. Well, the Reapers don't synthesize everyone. They don't melt everyone into goo if you pick green, basically, I think is is the compromise. Well, what happens in if you destroy them? They'll, they'll like, the scene, like, the scene where they're fighting on Earth, you see the Reapers collapse and die. And if your readiness isn't high enough, you see the oh, yeah. soldiers collapse and die. Tell me about, because you didn't have a high enough readiness, right? Yeah. Tell me about those endings. I only saw the red one with my... Everyone dies. Really? It gets, like, turned to skeletons. Turned to ash. Oh, really? Yeah. Everyone just dies. A big wave goes over. It's like a wave of fire. It goes Beneath over the, the earth. Blast. Yeah. Wow. Independence Day style. I, that'd be interesting to see. I should, and then I it, should and then YouTube it spreads some of this through stuff. All the... So presumably all life in the galaxy is extinguished within reach of the relay. See, that's kind of cool. And like you said, like you like how and, well, it didn't turn out. They explained it is that th- this will be the end of this because it's like the cycle. The Reapers come back every however often and yeah. wipe out life. And then life evolves back and then they do it again. And the way that it's kind of explained is this will be the end of this cycle regardless. So I'm just going to end it now and Reapers be damned and then the Reapers won't fuck up the next cycle hmm yeah but in mine every like basically the only difference was that either the reapers collapse and die or the reapers like uh withdraw yeah and yeah that's uh... do you have any differences in yours george how what was your readiness like uh i i looked at my well i looked at my thing and it says chances of winning are even or something like that I can't remember what the exact percentage was. I think that's the actually, best you get is even. One, the thing that really hacked me off, actually, was, and this goes back to the multiplayer, as far as I understand it, you have that galactic readiness thing in there as well, and that, I might, I might be wrong in here, but doesn't that tie into your single-player galactic readiness? Yeah. You play the, but if you leave it, then it starts to 
like the percentages start to drop down. I don't. Does it drop below fifty percent? No, it's always it's, it's baseline. Like you have a number. Like say I have a thousand readiness, but I haven't touched multiplayer. So Your my galactic my, readiness is at fifty percent. Yeah, so it's fifty yeah. percent of my number. But then yeah. as you increase that, and that's how that it, works. It doesn't. It doesn't. Doesn't drop below fifty. But then I. I only had. Um, well, I played it for two evenings and managed to get all my percentages up to about high eighties. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, right, this is really good. I'll just leave it there. And then spend another week like playing the rest of the game, and then about halfway through that week, and it's like, oh, they're all back at sixty again. Yeah. And it's like, what? What's the point? What's the point of having that in there if if you just don't fancy playing the multiplayer, which yeah. isn't all that great anyway? Then you're just gonna be, it's gonna be like it's like you never played it in terms of how it uh, links into the single player. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I actually did like the multiplayer. And if we, if you guys want, we could start talking about that. Yeah, it's okay. Um... I don't know. I just thought that, like, because it was cooperative, there's no real challenge. Like, no, not no, no real competitiveness between you and the other players. So you actually really had to work together. And I know co co-op like wave based uh, arena matches aren't a new thing, but like surfing. Yeah, something like that. Wave based, wave based mech <laughs> sim. Oh, right. that would have made it better. If you could go if you could go surfing, um, or not. Commander Shepard's <laughs> beach volleyball. But I really, I really liked it. and I really had fun with it. Yeah, I to the point where I actually did get a hundred percent on everything, and I I uh, promoted. I got to level twenty with my character and promoted him to the thing. What does that do? Gets me a trophy. Does it? You start at level one again. Is it like prestige? Yeah, it's except prestigious. you get a, a bonus to your single player somehow. Well, you get that war asset. Okay, like, so that's a that, no, that is a number. That character becomes a war asset. Okay. Um, How much is he worth? I don't know. I've, n- I've never lot. looked at the war asset stuff. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there. I know. And like it's it updated and changes. And it I wasn't just... that. It's not that bad. It's like a paragraph on yeah. each asset, maybe. I know, but like. I was on a time limit. I don't know if you know. I know. I know what you're... But you had a lot of time to read when people were in and around your house. Yeah. The protests were going on or whatever. <laughs> um, I I actually really did enjoy... Uh, it, what's it called? Multiplayer. And actually, my last couple trophies, I'm going to have to grind out in multiplayer. And I'm not even, I'm not even that like down about playing it. I think just in terms of, I mean, the whole thing, I was thinking, well, Gears of War's horde mode is better than this. And then yeah. it's just not, there's just, apart from the powers, I don't, I mean, I can't think of anything that you can can get in uh, Mass Effect 3's multiplayer that you can't get better in Gears' horde mode. And, I, yeah, uh, go on. I really like the, um, the, the one thing that it kind of does is the whole, like, loot aspect where you buy cool. the random loot and yeah. it's kind of... A slot machine. The thing I don't like is that you can spend real points on it, and I spent a little bit of money on that because yeah, I just had sucker. some points floating. But I mean, I uh, yeah, I am a sucker. You're a sucker. It's, it's sort of scummy. You get, you get so much, so many points, and you but only have to play four or five I, to get like the top spectrum. I had figured out that like two hundred points, which is uh, like two bucks or whatever, was worth about like three hours of my time. That was like two games. To two, two, three, maybe four They're games. They're only 20-minute games. And uh, really, my game's always... Ooh. We always made it to the last wave and then fucked up like on the extraction one. 
because everyone, whenever I played, everyone, nobody wants to work together. Everyone just wants the kills because you get the points. Yeah. So everyone's like charging oh, in. God. Like three Krogan dudes, and I'm just a little sniper hanging out, and the Krogan guys are all charging off by themselves. Also, need... also, no split screen. Why? Why no? Why? Why couldn't they have put the split? I'm actually. Not, I'm not asking that as a rhetorical question. Like, is, is, does anyone here know? Why the more multiplayer games don't have split screen? I don't think the like I think that engine is too intensive because I mean yeah, it, it chugs a bit when you start getting a bunch of enemies on the screen. So if you basically times that by two, yeah, I can imagine that causing a lot of problems. Yeah, curse of the engine. Um, it's a thing too where split screen. Where does that second player's readiness go do you log in to separate accounts do you just have it sign in with a guest i think it'd Play, be a guest playstation thing. playstation you can't sign in with a second account so. but then at least if you had two players at least they could still both be working towards like one person's readiness because it's like you have some friends yeah, round and it's ridiculous be- because but who's, then who's gonna you, play that with you that doesn't play mass effect hmm. wait what who's gonna who's gonna play the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. You want to come over and play Mass Effect 3 multiplayer? Like, no, I don't fucking play Mass Effect. What is that shit? Or it'll be like, yeah, I play Mass Effect, but I want to earn... I'd but, rather play online so I can earn readiness for my dude. Well, mm. You might have... Yeah, I have friends who play Mass Effect. And I have friends who I also like to invite round to my flat. Yeah, it's just something so like... When they're there, and then it's like, oh, do you want to play? Oh, no, we can't, because you have to be online. You've got a computer on you. Oh, no. Land party that so, shit. Oh, yeah, I suppose you could. But... <laughs> oh, wow. We've exhausted this. Yeah, let's... Uh, I hate to use the word, but that has been an epic time. Let's do some emails and then uh, put a cap on this. I feel good, yeah. though. I feel like I got so much stuff off my chest. Fuck, yeah. That was, and it like, was a good conversation, I was, that's for sure. I was holding this in for weeks because I, <laughs> I needed to talk to somebody about this now. I'm glad we have... This has uh, been a, this has been epic for me as well because I in about two hours time I won't have slept for twenty four hours. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. It's super me. late <laughs> where you are. Yeah, it's to now six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. George, right. thank you for staying up. That's no problem. No, it's we're been al- great fun. We're almost at the end. Let's uh, let's hear from the listeners. I know we're a lot of people have been asking for this. Paul writes in. Says, uh, I'm nearing the end of the game on Insanity and Swag. I was wondering if you have any tips for that last mission. I've beaten it before, <laughs> but it was on normal. And since Swag has beaten it on Insanity, he was hoping for some help. Well, uh, who is this, Paul? He'd also like to know what class you played it. If you've been listening this far, fucking good job. But um, I mentioned earlier, like, I was ready to turn it down. How did you Because it was get so it? hard. I just kept at it. You stick like stay as far back as you can, and just try and like pick off one dude. Um, focus on the banshees. What what kind of? You got to keep moving. Like, uh, I w- okay. First, I was playing as infiltrator, and I had basically a black widow sniper rifle and like that first pistol you get. So I had no like automatic weapons. Okay. I had Garrus and um, Ashley. Ashley with me, who also had who, who both had. Sniper rifles and assault rifles. Um, and yeah, these banshees are relentless when they come at you in sanity, and it was so hard. Like I was just ready to give up. Like, but I just couldn't because I was 
I was that close to getting this the the insanity trophy, so I just kept at it, kept at it. I I had I play I'd play through the night or yeah through the night wouldn't wouldn't budge an inch from from one point or another. So I'd stop it and try fresh in the morning. You get you guys know about that weird little phenomenon that happens if you're playing you can't pass the thing, but if you put it down and try again the next morning or later, you actually get it. Yeah, yeah. So that happened a few times, but there's like what four or five different waves like that. There's an awful lot. Yeah. And so, like, that uh, that happened to me for, like, the last couple days and nights that I played the game. You just gotta keep trying, man. Um, I don't know if there... I don't know if this is feasible on Insanity, but on uh, the Notch Down Hard or whatever, I or Veteran, or whatever it is, I ended up um, just running to the the uh, yeah. the thing and just popping... Health. I had full health pack, so I just health pack, health pack, health pack, health pack. And then as soon as you hit the, the missile thing or whatever, it... Uh, you just yeah, go right into a cutscene. You that's don't got to worry about fighting So I don't know. I don't know if that'll work. But well, like uh, I said, um, I think you have to kill at least a couple. But even then, there's 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 four, like three or four waves before that very final part. Yeah. So you have to you have to go through those. Um, my advice is concentrate on the banshees because I've found that after you kill the banshees. That will that will trigger like whatever comes next, like the missiles or whatever. But um, don't get caught between a banshee and what are the Reaper Turians called? Marauders. Marauders. Don't get caught between those two because then that's death. Uh, try to keep your back to a wall, but keep shooting. I don't know what uh, he said. It was uh, Vanguard. Um. Vanguard adept. No. He just was oh. wondering which class. He didn't say which class. Oh, he's playing as an adept. Adept. I don't know how you play with those, so um, I can't. I had really... a lot of um. F- there's there's different combos in this one that I don't ever remember being in the other ones, but they might have been. It's like um, for armor, I think you want you warp them and then you use pull or throw. One of those two. You can look it up, and it might even be in your codec somewhere. But your codex, but um. It, it's uh yeah there's different combos like one of them is more effective on the banshee and and one of them you use on armor for the brutes and one of them you can use on the marauder shields yeah and uh, it's a thing too where if you bring bring someone with overload so you can uh if you have that chain overload it'll like zap down their shields and then you can like throw a singularity in there and and that kind of neutralizes a couple enemies so yeah definitely having those are uh, really handy yeah know your combos but, Combos are um, super useful in this one. I never had the use of those. I did have, you know how you can get the the team power. Mm-hmm. I had the one where I can steal shields, and I found that pretty useful. Oh yeah. On insanity, you need your shields. I was wearing collector armor, which bo- which gives you a boost in shield regeneration. I was using that that power to steal shield power, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's that's how I sort of got through it. I didn't use any shields at all on veteran. You're crazy. And I had a pretty easy time. I went for power cooldown. Because, I mean, for the most part, except for the Banshees, you can just stay behind cover and not be hit. You're crazy. Um, I didn't do it on Sanity, though. Paul, and... I just suggest, like, keep at it. Like, keep at it. Uh, David writes in. I was just I was just listening to David talk about how he had two questions answered or something. Two shows. David the Mayor? That's the guy. Yeah. Writing in these questions. Who is he mayor? What is he mayor of? His name is David Mayer. I so believe. this isn't this isn't David. 
Because there's, there's, there's a guy called David and there's also a guy called Dave the Mayor, right? Well, this isn't David from the Bible. Is there a David in the Bible? Yeah. But Wait, he's what? Dave the Mayor. This is David the Mayor. David the Mayor. He writes and says, uh, <laughs> Hey, guys. Um, my question is a bit of a two-parter. His first question is, What was your favorite character comeback scene? And uh, I feel like we covered oh. all of those pretty well. Mine, mine was definitely Morden's. Morden's kind of going out with a bang one. That that resonated with me. I second that. Come, like, basically the... Does like, he mean like... Like from the second game or the first game. Like, you, the example he gives is when you reunite with Rex. Or when you see Morden. His I, personal favorite was when Shepard teamed up with Grunt. Yeah, I'd say the Morden scene. The Grunt scene where he... Like runs off to defend you from the Rachni. Yeah. The Tally one was okay. If it wasn't so shocking when she killed herself for oh, me, fucking Tally. That would have been mm. probably up there. And of course, the Garrus scene on the Citadel. Yeah. The um the the Miranda one cracked me up because you know when you first see her in that terminal in the Citadel, oh, and then one of the one her. of the first one of the first shots you get is just that that same ass shot you get yeah. in the second game. Yeah. It's just like oh there, here we are again. That that made me laugh. I forgot about her. She has a great ass. She keeps like contacting you and is like, you, you offer to help her, and she's like, "No, I'm good." Just calling to say, "Hey." Yeah, no, I'm good. And then at the very end, like, yeah, okay, could have used my help, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I fucked up a little bit. <laughs> Miranda. Um. That's. I'm not. I'm not going to read the second part of this question. Why not? It is lewd. Because this is what happens when Matt has control over the emails. It is lewd. Keef? 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 He says... These, uh, poor, these poor people who've put so much I thought know. into naming themselves, and you can't pronounce it right. I think it's Keef, because his name is key to everything, but spelled like his name. Kiefer. So. Kiefer? Kiefer? Keep everything, yeah. It says, says, hey guys, um, did I just read this question? He just wants to know what our favorite overall moment was, regardless. Would you like the best? Karis. Hands down, I think that was my very favorite part. That was it? A lot of... Yeah, see, I'm my my answer is basically unchanged just because I think the characters are the, the char- most driving yeah, thing the in the characters Mass are Effect. like the key and your relationships are, are the, the key, key to, this to game. everything. Key, ah. key to this game. Um so yeah, every anytime I had those moments like basically every every point, the the Morden moment, the Thane moment, the oh, yeah. Tally, even um Grunt, even Miranda. All those moments resonated really, really highly with me. But my f- absolute favorite one, and I remember just saying, like, wow, that was a fucking good scene, was that Garrus moment on top of the Citadel. Yeah, I'm. if I had to pick a different one, I'm going to go with... Uh, I really liked it when the Elusive Man shot himself. Hmm. That was pretty good. That was pretty powerful, especially because it threw me right back to Saren. Like, immediately. Did just remember that from the first one, which was... I saw that scene, good. but I don't. I don't consider it canon in my story. Yeah, I didn't get that. So didn't make the connection. I just. I don't know. Just because of the connection with Saren, and I really liked Saren, so that was pretty good. Or when the Thresher Ma takes down the 
the Reaper. There's was, so many good. That was pretty crazy, but again, it, it was showed on like videos coming up, and so it was kind of lost its impact. Yeah, there were so It'll many be... good moments where, um, or or what about when you're on Tachanka and there's that bomb that you have to defuse, and like the Primarch's son is with you, and he has oh, to like yeah. defuse those clamps, and he and has he climbs to up onto he has it. to kill himself to oh, get the yeah. last one. He's like fall into the hole to get the last one off. Yeah, that was good too. That whole thing was good. I think it would be more interesting to ask what our least favorite moments were. Uh, you have to pick, that's not the ending, because that's too obvious. And th- those calls from Miranda, probably. Those were those were dumb and pointless. I, I I'm Team Miranda here. I like anything Miranda. <laughs> I think she's very attractive. Eric Eric likes Miranda as well. Yeah, Chloe's ass Shepherd. Chloe's ass Shepherd. Tell me another story about Chloe's ass Shepherd. <laughs> um, that end part that tell me another story about the shepherd would probably be my least favorite part or or when the uh, normandy i guess we said you couldn't say the ending but i would i would go with the action parts when you're doing the rachni bit just because that was the moment i i vividly remember just the going oh god not another wave that like, bit got really monotonous really fast i like that part because it was all kind of like spider web enclosed yeah the lead up to it was good but and when you actually have to start fighting the rachni um, uh, and the bugs it just went on for ages that part freaks me out I don't like spiders um least favorite part Geth ship when the waves are coming yeah okay I, I have a note on it that says wow this is probably I could uh, this I could, could see be that. the worst mission of the game died a lot there I don't know it was, it was a great game overall there aren't a lot of moments that come to mind where I would say oh, this part sucks. earth Earth? Because not even... I like, I the like ending Earth? Or the beginning Earth? No, like the combat on Earth. The ending. Okay. Just because, like, even after I got through it, I'm like, wow, that was unnecessarily hard. I didn't even feel, like, triumphant. Yeah. Yeah, I um... And also the scanning, the 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 planet scanning stuff was pretty crap yeah. as well. Yeah, that, that would take it for me any, any time where... You do some scans and then suddenly it goes boom and the <laughs> fucking reapers come in. You got to race wing at the power pellet. Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for emails. That's going to do it for the Mass Effect 3 spoiler cast. <sighs> yeah. Whew. That was a good conversation. I like that we did that. Yeah. I'm glad we got around to it. I'm sorry I held it up. But thank you for tuning in. Wish you were here, just because you're not. But George, also thank you for uh, participating. That's okay. I'm going to go to sleep now. I knew you are like, <laughs> uh, sort of a last minute jump in. But... Yeah, we, we kind of threw it together today. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, George. It's great having you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, we will be back here on Sunday. Regularly scheduled program. Sans Kevin Byer. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. And that's going to do it. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Hit the death music.